5: First, no stupid jokes around here—at least not outside the norm. We're not trying to fool you; just trying to have a but. good Friday afternoon with you. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, what's up in the Pearl River Resort Studios? Visit PearlRiverResort.com. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at Timeout Lounge. What a place that would be! This weekend with the, uh, the two semifinal games, the two Final Four games tomorrow. We'll get into some basketball this afternoon. You can also get great lines if you are uh, interested on um, uh, SEC Baseball. SEC Baseball weekend got started last night. Bulldogs, Rebels both in action uh, this afternoon, evening, both on the road. Southern Miss big series at Pete Taylor Park this weekend as well. We have um Yeah man, I'm you're talking like 5,000
6: plus for 3 games there coming up this weekend.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we'll see if they break an attendance record, don't know, maybe a weekend attendance record, but big big stakes and it looks like good weather as well. And we've got more World Cup news. I promise this is not going to be a daily thing, but No, uh, no, no, no. We we do know that uh, the Americans are in, and we know who they will be playing. And it's not Ghana. I know. I'm shocked about that. Uh, the draw was one of the more
6: bizarre sca- uh, spectacles you'll ever see. Uh, think like Olympic opening ceremony, but on drugs. That's kind of what we got today. They eventually drew the teams, eventually, and going to be honest. You should be pretty satisfied with our draw. I'm very satisfied with our draw. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been better. Uh, Our one seed is England, which, aside from the host country cutter, who gets a one seed by default, if you will, uh, England was the one I was hoping we'd get. Them or Portugal. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, we avoided Brazil. We avoided Belgium. We avoided France and Argentina. We got England. Uh, Definitely a winnable game. Our three-seed, if you will, they don't do it like this, but our three-seed is uh, Iran, who is actually kind of salty. Think of Iran like if Ole Miss or State played Western Kentucky last year. Roster, you're better than. Team, you're better than. Game, you should and probably will win. But they got a quarterback that can sling it around the yard a little bit and make you feel uncomfortable there for a while. That's Iran. You're better than them. you got a roster better than them. But they got a couple of guys that can play and make it a a little uncomfortable. And then we will get the winner of a final playoff between Ukraine, Scotland, and Wales. And our draw... Don't want Wales. Don't Don't want Wales. Wales. But still, Wales Wales is a game that we should feel comfortable winning as well. But once we get out of the group, we will play one of two teams from the Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, or (laughs) Netherlands group. I mean... You really couldn't have gotten a better draw with this thing. It's really favorable for us to get out of the group if we just play to our
7: capabilities.
6: Love it's a good confidence. draw. It's a very good day.
7: Love the confidence. Say it could have
6: been worse. I mean, you. Oh,
7: I could have been but, worse. Could have been there with Spain and Germany, but you know it is what it is. Michael I just thought I was about Orkey. to quit this show because Richard said no stupid jokes. I was about to walk out.
8: No,
5: no, no. Just he had, no. He April had
7: Fools to clarify. Jokes. Yeah, he had to clarify.
5: Yeah. I did see something floating around on Twitter earlier today. I think it was on Twitter. It says, I really hate April Fools, but I'm not going to lie. Watching the little girl in school go around and ask other people, other teachers, for a left-handed Sharpie has been fun. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) I got a kick out of that one just a little bit. Uh, But, yeah. So, uh, Michael Borky has already hung a plaque on the wall for getting out of the group stage, and put a small trophy on the wall for winning in the knockout round and you, getting into uh, tournament play.
6: Yeah, I mean, you should feel really good uh, about this, truly. And, and the best part about this, go ahead.
5: I was just going to say, you know, sometimes we belittle the uh, the play-in games in the, uh, the men's NCAA basketball tournament, and now the women's tournament as well, because equity and whatnot, equity, equality, all those things. They added the, the four, so it's sixty-eight on both the men's and the women's side this year. And we go, come on, man, you either make the tournament or you don't. And yet, with the World Cup, you got to go through two rounds of play-in before you actually make the tournament. I know, right? I, you got to win a group stage, finish top two in a group stage, two or three, top two or top, top
6: three? two. It's they cut the That's field right. from thirty-two to sixteen, and
5: then you got to win a knockout game just to get to the actual tournament. So well, yeah,
6: essentially. Um after months of qualifying and yeah, they really drag this thing out. They they milk it for all it's worth. Um they and ring that cash register over and over and over. The best part about this is it sucks because it's not in the summer where it should be. Because of FIFA's corruption, we have to play it in the wintertime well late fall, uh because it won't be one hundred and thirty five degrees in cutter in late fall like it would be in the summer. The the game times. So we'll have have like 8 to 10 a.m. starts, so it wouldn't really compete with football that much anyway. But our three group stage games are on Monday, November 21st, the day after Thanksgiving. That's when we play England, by the way. We'll play England at like 10 a.m. Black Friday, which is awesome. And then the next one is the next Tuesday. So our three games don't conflict with big football days. So even though it's being played in football, Fox. Uh, Okay. Fox. So um, at least that's good. It's during football season. Football gets all the attention here, but at least
5: in non-traditional football days, for the most part. Are we running the the deal out again of uh, Gus Johnson on calling soccer? Oh, Gus Johnson would be electric college. Do you soccer? not remember that, though? When Fox last had it, they made him the lead announcer, and it was such a disaster that they had to bang
7: it. I do believe they're going to have a little bit more experienced soccer slash football
8: Does
5: Ian Dark now work for Fox? That's what I need to know. Mm. Doesn't
6: Fox have. So they have Thursday night football, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll have the World Cup game the well, next day, and then I think it's Ohio State, Michigan the next day, <laughs> three in a row pretty good run for them. I think that's how it works out. Either I, mean, I way. did
5: see, and, and again, we're not going to belabor the soccer talk with you on a daily basis, but newsworthy the last couple of days. I, I did see that apparently there were a bunch of people, I don't know if this is television network executives or, or who exactly, that were hoping uh, hoping upon hope that the United States ended up in a group that would be playing on Thanksgiving Day. Do you guys agree with it? So, so think it, what if, what if they had had Fox, who has the 11 a.m. game, right? Yeah, Fox has the, the They've got the Lions game, mm-hmm. don't they? No, doesn't
7: CBS always have that?
5: Maybe that's, that's that's what it is. So, you think the TV executives at Fox would have liked to have had a World Cup U.S. game on Thanksgiving Day? Sometime mid morning, leading into the Cowboys on Thanksgiving af- oh, afternoon. you know it. That would have been the greatest lead they could imagine. Probably would have been a big viewing number. Yeah. But that Friday after Thanksgiving will be a big number. Be fun,
7: yeah. That'll be it uh, will be good. I will predict second in the group, and to advance. Second in the group. Yeah, I think the, I think England will win the group. For what reason? They have a ton of talent, man. That's a good team.
5: Dude, he doesn't even like the Americans. He He's an English soccer guy. Did you expect anything else? <laughs> yeah, that's true. To...
7: I
6: forgot. I, I mean, it's not
5: like... Uh, they, that's a good team. He thinks team. England equals Chelsea, and so, right. <laughs> hey, go England!
7: There, I'm trying to think there may not be a Chelsea start. Mason Mount will start, I guess. That's about it. I'm just telling you. I mean, England. Every one of their starters is is a big league starter. It's not the same for the Americans.
6: Name the American that's not that starts that will be in our starting eleven at the World Cup. That is not a high level player. The keeper, Stefan.
7: He's sitting well, backup. It, it
6: won't be him anyway.
5: whoa, 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 whoa. Is Tony Miola not still the goalkeeper?
7: No. Jeez. Are either do either of the center backs start? in a big uh
2: well big who are league. they Alexi I don't know Lollis. but well, I you know don't who they know, are So if hey. you don't know
8: how do we That's know my point bad. though
7: It's like saying like I don't know this NFL team but that means I must mean they suck dude I keep up I know who the England center backs are Can because you they're, watch they're their home league Because they're starters in the if there were a bunch of Americans starting across the Premier League, I would see, I would know them. I would see them. I know who Anthony Robinson is. I know who Pulisic is. I know who Dest and, uh, and Reina are. Who are the rest of these guys? The entire starting 11
6: will play in the highest level of soccer, but Walker Zimmerman, who's probably in the best form on the team.
5: Quickly, C-SPIRE text line before we go to the break and leave the beautiful game behind. John and Corinth, hearing you guys excited about soccer is confusing. Lives in Mississippi and roots for a California baseball team. Who could he be talking about? Uh, Stefan plays for Man City. Uh, J.P. Angula, getting in late on the conversation, I hear soccer talk. Soccer, the only sport you can win at while losing. Congrats to United States soccer. Eight years is a long time. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Let's talk some baseball next with you
9: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. So far, we're already seeing heavy congestion westbound on 20 at the stack from 49 to Gallatin. Also seeing heavy delays on Highway 49 in Richland at Harper. Otherwise, things looking fairly decent. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Smith Brothers proudly serving the Metro since 1946.
4: This is Dr. Will Lumpflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com.
13: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard
0: Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app. Supertalk.fm. And always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
5: Is Altidore still playing for the United States, or is he done? Uh, no, they've they've really turned the corner on that generation.
6: There's very few hangers on.
7: It's fine.
6: Get the youngest. I mean, this is No, no he's uh, he's doing broadcasting now. No, he's
7: commentary. Yeah,
6: he's quite good at it. Um, no, they're they're really young. Uh, youngest qualifying group, I think they've ever had. Um, but anyway.
5: The United of, States got a better draw than Mexico, huh? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Uh, th- there's Mexica, really no man- Mexico's got Argentina in its group. <laughs> well, and Poland
6: too. Uh, they, they got lucky with Saudi Arabia, but uh, that sucks. Uh, Spain, Germany is is brutal. But if you're looking for a true group of death, it doesn't feel like there is one aside from the one that features Spain and Germany. Belgium's got their hands full with Canada. People are sleeping on Canada. I wouldn't.
5: Um, All right. We promised we would leave the uh, yeah. We, we promised we would leave the soccer talk in the rearview mirror, but we will we'll, we'll kind of get in and out of it, in and out of it for the next. Oh Jeez, six months. We got to wait until we actually get it. Yeah, over
6: two hundred well, days, and it's right. smack in the middle of football season. Dirty speaking of, Qataris. did you see Texas A and M? I got another spe- five star. Spe- speaking there. of young talent, Texas A and M added another five star today. They have now. Get this, the numbers 1, 2, 7, and 10 defensive ends in this recruiting class. Mm. They signed
5: four defensive ends ranked in the top 10. That's probably good because that defensive line they had last year was salty and every single one of those dudes is gone. And for what it's
6: worth, they added the number 2, number 11, and number 33 defensive tackle. You know why they're
5: not going to be good? Quarterback. You know why else they're not going to be good? Cause they need all of these freshmen to be ready to go in the Southeastern Conference. Probably really, you probably really get them early than late though, right?
7: Yeah. You definitely don't want to be playing them, you know, late November that they will still start figuring some things out by that point.
5: I mean, think about it. Alabama doesn't do that. And and it's actually, I was actually having a conversation with a friend this morning about this and, and this is a really, I think it's a good thought. Texas A&M, greatest recruiting class of all time, and that's why they're going to be really, really good in the 2022 season. That's not an argument that makes sense. Now, if you tell me that Texas A&M does what they do in football recruiting this year, next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, now we got something, because you got a roster that's built with nothing but four- and five-star guys. And that's what Georgia's roster looks like. And that's what Alabama's roster looks like. And when it was rolling, that's what LSU's roster looked like. But expecting even the greatest recruiting class in the history of football, in the history of ranked classes, to have what? Ten guys step in and be major contributors? And for them to be great from day one? That's an almost impossible ask, isn't it?
6: You are more likely, and and credit to them, right? Because if you get four guys with this talent level and only two of them contribute, you've got two contributors at a really important position. No doubt. A lot of these guys aren't going to be playing for Texas A&M for very long. No. No. When you sign four top ten defensive ends, I mean... How many defensive ends do you play at a time? Two. And then you've signed defensive ends before this class, and then you're going to sign them after... This class as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, th- this is all, all well and good, but whoever gets a couple of these guys after they leave are, are going to be in great shape also. Remember, uh,
7: remember Freeze's first class? He signed Nick Dice, He signed another four-star defensive end, and he was all in trying to get Chris Jones and Carl Lawson, who ended up signing with a... All- he went defensive end crazy himself. So, yeah, I mean, and he only got a couple of them. Getting four now and, and more down the road I mean, just logistically, which is a word I love to use, it's just a nightmare because these guys
5: are going to transfer out. Although, just playing devil's advocate here, I'm, I'm thinking through what you were saying. Hey, Dad, if, if somehow Ole Miss had landed Carl Lawson and Chris Jones and Robert Kimdichi and whoever the other one was, I have to go back and look. I, I don't remember who that was. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even matter. I mean, just, it does matter, Richard. It does matter. I want to know. Okay, well, whatever. Marquise Haynes? It was now, kind when, of in the same window-ish. He got another contract, by the way. He did. But think about it. So obviously you're not going to play all four of those guys at the same time. But what if you could rotate them every other series?
7: Yeah.
5: Oh, I don't know, man. 1A, 1B. I don't know. No, say they're all starters. Huh. Hey, guys, congratulations. You don't have to play 70 snaps a game. All we're going to chart it, and all four of you are going to play thirty-eight snaps a game, and you're going to be fresh. And when you step on the field, you're facing a lineman that has to play every single snap of every single game. Go get the quarterback, boys, (laughs) and then you end up with like four first-round defensive ends off the same team. I mean, look—it's like you know, if they're playing and they're winning and they're getting paid, maybe it does work for them. I had this, uh, this, uh, Borky and I were talking about yesterday in the, um, in a commercial break. I had this thought, man, what if instead of hiring DJ Durkin last year during the offseason, Jimbo Fisher had decided that he needed to go get John Chavis to be his defensive coordinator. And then you could have the most overrated offensive and overrated defensive coaches who are thought universally to be really good at their job. But in reality, they're just kind of average at their jobs on the exact same staff. That'd be fun. That'd be very Texas AM. It would be. Has anybody made more money and more reputation off of success 20 years prior than John Chavis did? He -hmm. certainly lived on his success of the mid to late 90s at Tennessee and the early 2000s at LSU till like 2018. With a decade's worth of very average to bad defenses. Anyway. How much baseball did
6: you guys consume last night? About two innings. And I saw... Not a lot. Looks like that was two innings more than hey dad. No, honestly it didn't hit me until I pulled up, you know, I just pulled up my service and it lists, even the things aren't that like, aren't broadcast, like any ESPN production, it lists them there. And I saw, oh, wait, there's baseball tonight. Mm-hmm. And I watched the end of LSU-Auburn. By the way, I know Ole Miss just got swept last weekend, so maybe this isn't the best question. Is LSU the most overrated team in college baseball right now?
5: Have they played good yet? Ooh, most overrated team in college baseball. See, I think you like to pick on LSU. And so I'm going to go, Nah, they're not then who would be your answer? Well, I don't immediately have an answer for you. Because they're still currently
7: it. ranked, or do you want to go all the way back to the uh, first be, week of the because season? They're it, because they're still currently ranked. Because I can think of one that might have been a little overrated the way they've played thus far. Uh, no, because they're still currently ranked.
6: Okay. Either way, I know you want to get to it, and I'm glad you did. Because, or, or glad you do. And I'm glad you tweeted about it last night. Because it didn't really hit me. I guess it didn't register until I, I flipped through Twitter and I see that you said something about it that we could have seen a kid, like, shatter both of his shins just playing the game, like, in play, didn't jump the fence, didn't climb up into the stands, wasn't holding his son's hand and making sure that he was walking next to him and running into a trailer hitch.
5: Very personal story. Um, He was playing baseball. I mean, you want to talk about a pain that is indescribable. Hitting your shin... On a trailer hitch. It's one of those things that, generally speaking, you only do once. You only do once. What is Michael Borky talking about? Let me take you to the ninth inning in Baton Rouge last night. By the way, two really good baseball games. Georgia-Florida was big, big fun, especially in the ninth inning. And LSU-Auburn was fun as well. Top of the ninth inning. Auburn trying to add to a two-run lead. They're up 6-4. to Fly ball down the right field line, foul territory. Right fielder, kid by the name of Bianco. Drew Bianco. He's played a little bit of everywhere defensively for LSU. I mean, full on sprint, and he goes lay out, full extension, diving toward the wall. Only problem is, he had to go over a pitcher's mound in foul territory in the process of diving. Goes shoulder first into that mound, doesn't make the catch. Comes up a foot and a half short, ball doesn't even hit his glove, and you're going, I really hope he didn't just dislocate his shoulder. Fast forward to the bottom of the ninth inning. LSU's already scored a run at 6-5. to Fly ball, right field, down the line, foul territory. Josh Hall on the run. Josh Hall, who? Yeah, the guy that was at Ole Miss, second baseman a couple years ago, played some second base last year at Auburn. Now he's a right fielder. Can absolutely Fly runs it down, hauls it in, one step shy of the wall, which, okay, good enough, he's able to stop, except for the fact that there's a wooden bench that is affixed to the wall, and he goes crashing into it, shin first. Let's pick this up in just a second. got more to say about this. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. We'll be right back.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 69. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 45. Your Saturday, a beautiful day. Mostly sunny, high near 77. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 48. And for your Sunday, picture perfect, sunny skies, high near 78. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
13: Lamb of God with special guests, Trivium and In Flames. Saturday, April 16th, Brandon Amphitheater. Four of Metal's biggest artists share the stage for one epic night. A bug-up on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment. Mega Death, Lamb of God, with special guests, Trivium and In
0: Flames.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Legislation that would require the Department of Homeland Security Secretary to submit a comprehensive Southern Border Strategy is being supported by Congressman Michael Guest. He says President Biden is not enforcing the law.
14: So what we have to do is we have to hold people like Secretary Mayorkas responsible. We have to bring him before Congress. We have to question him, and then if if he is still refusing to do his job, I think that we have to look at taking steps to possibly remove him and make sure that he is replaced by someone who is going to follow the law.
16: The Comprehensive Southern Border Strategy Act was introduced as officials predict a surge in already record migration. As Jackson's contract with waste management expired on Thursday and Richard's disposal was seen picking up trash Friday morning, the city council agreed to call a special meeting into session the following morning. Confusion surrounding which competing contract will be the provider of waste pickup in Jackson still stands, with some clarification coming from the recent ruling in case Lamumba versus Jackson City Council. To read the full story of the ongoing events, go to supertalk.fm.
13: The biggest rock show of the year is here. CPR Fest 20. All day this Saturday, outside on the front lawn of the Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, with three doors down. Live. Cedar. Badflower. Non-points. Dead Poets Society.
4: Bud Light, Monster Energy Drink, and Miller Lite welcome CPR Fest 20. Featuring the CPR Fest homegrown stage. Come party with thousands. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Coliseum box office right up till showtime. 11 bands for just 35 bucks plus fees. Don't miss this one. It's CPR Fest 20 this Saturday. Gates open at 1.30.
0: Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you... Sports Talk Mississippi.
5: That LSU still has bullpens, in quotes, in foul territory down the lines. I'm sure it made sense in 1930... And I know that's how it was at the old box, but come on, hope Drew Bianco and Josh Hall are okay. It, it, it is beyond comprehension that in 2009, not 1909, 2009... <laughs> LSU decided to spend $30 million on a baseball stadium. And because it's how it was at the box, they said, you know what? Let's just keep the tradition alive. Let's put bullpens in foul territory because it kind of looks cool at Wrigley. I don't think they've got that at Wrigley anymore. I think they've moved the bullpens out of foul territory. It's a safety hazard. It looks like crap. It does nothing to the add to the aesthetic. And a school with a budget, especially for baseball like LSU, needs to fix that. And if they're not going to do it on their own, they need to be told to fix it by somebody who has the authority to do that. How does does the athletic director at LSU, how does Scott Woodward not look at that and go, you know what, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. We're going to move the mounds. Not because it's like some kind of a home field advantage, but so one of our own players, like Drew Bianco in right field last night, doesn't separate a shoulder diving on a bullpen mound that's six feet from the foul fair line. It's just stupid. And by the way, Alec Box Stadium, underneath, like the player area, really nice, the museum, really nice. The rest of the place is crap. It's a big erector set. Everywhere you look, it's metal. Now, don't get me wrong, great atmosphere, great fans, really intimidating place to play. The stadium itself is a joke. And with that, we go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favrates.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Luke Johnson joins us, co-host of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I would have paid good
7: money for Ben McDonald to have been the next guy on the Farm Bureau You know what? I would have said the exact
5: same thing if Ben McDonald had been there. In fact, (laughs) next time we talk with Ben McDonald, I'm going to ask him why they don't spend some of that big pile of cash they've got in Baton Rouge and fix the stupid bullpens in foul territory. Hey, Luke. You sure you got enough vacation time, Richard? <laughs> oh man, I'm I am great, great. How about this series? My wife's a nurse in, uh,
3: practitioner now. She can write you some blood pressure medicine if you need it.
5: No, no, but I, I'm good. Can she good. write him something else? He was just in Colorado. Hey, just keep on doing that, don't you, boy? <laughs> hey, I brought it on myself. Too, he wants so it you for himself, the same boat, buddy. Hmm. Um, kind of a big weekend coming up in Hattiesburg.
3: We talked to Jeremy McLean today, and uh, he was multitasking. He was actually in the rock, uh, working on some stuff, looking over some stuff for the spring game tomorrow. And man, they got a beach volleyball tournament on campus. They got a track and field uh, meet on campus, and uh, spring game. And then, oh yeah, by this, this little uh, baseball series going on. It the it, it's exciting. People have been talking about it. Obviously, uh, when you play a team eleven times in one season, and then they come back. And it happens uh, the same week that you know this will be the last conference uh, series you play against them possibly ever. Then uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of excitement going on.
5: So what about the series? I mean, let, let's just talk like the actual series. You got you got first place in conference, and obviously a lot of baseball still to go hanging in the line uh, in the balance. You, know, you talked about all the the close losses a year ago. So many exciting games, conference tournament there in Ruston uh, last year, and we saw big ones there. Um, on the field, is this pretty evenly matched this weekend?
3: Man, it's it's wild, Richard. I mean, when you start looking at what you start comparing the stats for these two teams, like just real quick, Southern Miss hitting 283 as a team, Louisiana Tech hitting 282 as a team. Southern Miss a three one seven ERA, Louisiana Tech a little higher, three nine five ERA. But here's the kicker: uh, Louisiana Tech giving up, so opponents are batting uh, right at I think like two thirty two against them. Southern Miss opponents batting two thirty four against them. So, like pitching wise and hitting wise, they're almost to like the the uh, the, the thousandth digit the same. And Louisiana Tech hasn't announced the starter for Sunday. But if you take Fincher and Hall tonight, Gibson and Riggins tomorrow, and then Waldrop Sunday for Southern Miss. The uh, the combined stats for these five starting pitchers: sixteen and two with a two six four ERA.
5: Ooh. That's really really impressive. What's the atmosphere going to be like? What's it going to be like tonight under the lights? What's it going to be like tomorrow afternoon?
3: Perfect weather um, t- tonight. I think seventy two tomorrow, about seventy four. It's going to be, I would think, probably uh, tomorrow may be the biggest crowd um, just because of a 6 o'clock first pitch tonight, but they'll be but they'll be there tonight. It's funny you talk about the right field line. Southern Miss has uh, the, their bullpen on the right field line, and, and it's become kind of an interesting dynamic. The students will pile up, and they'll literally be about 10 feet from uh, the bullpen. And if you're sitting out in the roost, those conversations between opposing players and students get pretty interesting. But, yeah, the it, it'll be – you look at I'm trying to find like attendance records for a weekend. I couldn't locate that anywhere, but I mean they could be very easily in the neighborhood of five thousand per game this weekend. Right now, Southern Miss is is eleventh in the country, averaging about forty six hundred fans a game.
5: Yeah, it's been remarkable and it's been consistent. We've seen some of the biggest crowds in midweek games, right? The the, the game against Alabama was just shy of, wasn't it? Just shy of six thousand, fifty eight hundred, maybe.
3: Yeah, it was in the mid fifties. Yeah. Uh, Five hundred or so.
5: Um, what is the? I, I, I should know this off the top of my head. And no, what is the uh, the stadium attendance record in Hattiesburg? No, so
3: it's Ole Miss from two thousand eleven. It was right at five thousand seven hundred. Um, LSU was was probably about twenty fans less than that in two thousand eight. And so when you start looking at you know this, uh, especially I think it's May eleventh. I think that Ole Miss comes to Hattiesburg they probably will, will break the attendance record. But, yeah, you've got the top seven games uh, before the Alabama game were all 5,000-plus. So you'll, you'll pro- probably see um, a couple of those break uh, this weekend and then with the old Miss game in May.
5: Could you shoehorn 6,000 people in there, Luke?
3: Uh, they get creative sometimes. Uh, especially, you, you know, there, there's uh, there's a couple urban legends how you get in from uh, the Longleaf Trace. I don't think those people ever get counted. But yeah, sometimes uh, you can just look up in the roost and say where are all these people come from. But yeah, I, I think they they probably that that's a good night for it to happen um, in in May.
5: Well, that certainly would be a lot of fun especially if the weather cooperates so let's talk uh, let's talk spring football as well. You've got the uh, the black and gold game tomorrow you mentioned it a second ago we've been talking about kind of leading up to this point It's a spring practice that, that, that started back in November and is going to end in July just in time for fall camp to start really stretched out spring practice what are we going to see tomorrow what are people looking forward to in terms of football?
3: So we thought the will Hall Wednesday they can get about 150 snaps in good on good. Uh, obviously, like a, a spring game, they're just going to uh, try to get everybody reps. Um, he, he he mentioned Wednesday Ty Keys has taken a considerable step forward in front of uh, Wilkie and, and Trey Low. Um, excited also just to see how the uh, the offensive line um, performs, and then they're going to they're going to incorporate special teams as if if they get a, in a game opportunity tomorrow, uh, they'll play special teams. And so I think he's excited for a lot of people to see. Uh, guys like Tyler Knight and, and those guys get in, involved. So um, they're going to get physical. And, and one of the things that, that I asked Wednesday was, yeah, Coach, why'd you take the you know the, uh, the Natchez-Trach approach to spring? And part of that was an extra week because of spring break. But just the idea behind it is uh, to teach and then to go out and practice and then to be systematic to come back and review what they did on the field. And i will actually take the next two weeks, going back and and reviewing, and uh, he he likes um, the idea of getting done around this time so that the kids have, you know, another four or five weeks uh, to do stuff on campus on their own leading into the summer.
5: Yeah. Well, and then we've kind of gotten to the point where most – is it that way at Southern Miss where most guys are on campus throughout the course of the summer doing some summer school work, getting individual workouts, and kind of staying there throughout the course of the summer?
3: Yeah, pretty pretty staple, and and because of they got some of their their skill guys in early, like the the high school guys. Zach Wilkie came in, Kenyon Clay from Union High School came in early, and that's the plan. You know, if you get them in early like that, and they just they'll stay all summer. And I mean, it's, it's something interesting. You know, Ty Keys really didn't get there last year until July, so the benefit of of some of these younger guys showing up early is for that exact reason.
5: No, so it's going to be a fun weekend in Hattiesburg. Uh, you, you got your perch set up. You're ready to go for tonight.
3: Bruce still be rocking um, we didn't we didn't mention it just a minute ago but I mean Slade Wilkes and Christopher Sarge had 10 home runs in the last four games I think Sarge was uh, made multiple hitters uh, hitter of the week now nat- with some national awards but Dustin Dickerson hitting out of the two holes a guy I'm excited about kind of sad for for April to go he was bat I mean for March to go he was batting 470 the month of March and part of the reason for uh, the run production is guys like him. When is not able to do it, he's been getting on base. But, yeah, the roost will be rocking, sausage dogs, uh, all kinds of stuff to be found. Probably a little, little crawfish out there, too.
5: Very good. Very good. Enjoy it, Luke. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon.
3: Bye, right, guys. Have a great day.
5: Luke Johnson, co-host of the Eagle Hour, Super Talk Hattiesburg, and Super Talk Laurel joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. We will continue with you right after this.
9: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you. They're in Richland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates. Call them at 601-605-4443. Still heavy delays in Richland from the turn at Old 49 on Highway 49 all the way down to Cleary. Still heavy congestion 20 westbound between 49 and Gallatin. And in Madison County, heavy congestion Highway 22 at 468. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call them
11: at 601-353-5217.
13: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com.
10: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi. A statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations. Community outreach programs,
2: When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young's HP A4 for your business's managed print services and supplies. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business.
13: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety seven point three.
0: Sports Talk Mississippi continues.
5: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Uh, let's see here. I, I feel like I should read a couple of these. Dang, Richard, you're on one today. Who is in your Cheerios? Still mad that Ole Miss is the most overrated team in baseball and got completely blasted by Tennessee? It's been a week. You shouldn't still be mad. By the way, maybe Ole Miss should put bullpens on the field. Maybe they would actually win meaningful games in baseball like State and LSU have done. They tried to copy everything else, so why not? LOL. Thanks
7: for the LOL at the end. That's from Brian in Starville? Wait, no. I didn't send it. Yeah.
6: That's exactly why you uh, you ranted. I mean, he nailed it. It was definitely you're still mad about the last week That's of right. the baseball
7: series. I can hear it in his voice.
6: And, and not because uh, you watched a kid Almost shatter both of his shins, getting the final out of
5: a game. Right,
7: in my shins. I
5: really hate took that we my didn't shins. get to see that Tib fib fracture live on television. Those are always fun. Uh, it was brought to my attention. I guess that I had forgotten that uh, the visiting uh, arm barn in Starkville. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you guys heard that new term? Like I've armbarn. never heard that before this year. People have gotten away from bullpen and have gone to arm barn. And it's it's
7: like uh I hate using this word but it's like a woke reason to stop using bullpen so I say bullpen. oh jeez
5: okay
6: if you uh, say arm barn, Will Smith should slowly walk up to you and slap you across the face
7: slap you. Anyway, uh so it's in play in Starkville is what you were trying to get, yeah.
5: Yeah, it's in play in Starkville too. And you know what I think about that? I think that's dumb too. You just spent sixty-eight million dollars on a stadium, put the freaking bullpens on their own. We're trying
7: to get the opposing pitchers knocked out by line drives. It's and and you know no what, what the whole? Well, it's it. a
5: home field advantage. No, that's stupid. That is that is dumb. It's dumb. Well. So,
6: dumb question, coming from a dumb person, what exactly is the home field advantage?
5: It's a, it's a less comfortable environment in which to warm up. Oh. Uh. Closer to the fans. Is there a permanent bench, though? I don't
6: think so, See, the but qu- I have to look. My question is, why, why does LSU have a permanent bench there? Why do you need a seating area? If, if it's in play, your dugout's what? 10, 15 yards from the bullpen? You don't need anybody sitting... Next to the bullpen,
5: anyway, right? Unless yeah, all the all the all the relief pitchers got to hang out together, though. Can't they, send somebody down there all by their lonesome. They get singled out that way. Borky, see, it's not even necessarily that's why they, the, they got to go to the arm barn. They, they got to have friends in the arm barn. The the bullpen
6: there, is not as much the problem is having the permanent bench there that that he couldn't tell was there because it's not the wall. He's got the wall gauged, but there's something hard sticking out of the wall that he ran right into.
5: In play. Look, baseball stadiums have quirks, right? I mean, that's one of the things that's kind of unique about baseball in that, you know, soccer pitches can be different dimensions, like the width and the length of the field can be a little bit different, but the goal size stays the same. It's still a big rectangle. You don't have like an oval one. Football stadium, you know it's 100 yards, goal line to goal line. Both end zones are 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 10 yards deep. You know that a basketball court's 94 feet. It's 15-foot free throw everywhere you go. Baseball's a little bit different. 315 down the line here. It's 330 down the line here. There's a corner in the power alley where it's deeper than straightaway center field. It's hard to make that math make sense, but it it happens. But when we try to go beyond quirky into cute... It never works out. Like when you put a flagpole in the field of play. It's not a good plan. When you decide, I'm going to put a hill at like a 30 degree angle in straightaway center field. You know what they did to the hill in Houston? They took it out. You know why? Because it was stupid. Let's take some of the greatest athletes on the planet Earth who are running full speed trying to trap down a fly ball and then let's give them an incline to run up at the end just to see how that works out. Newsflash. It doesn't.
6: Did you see the uh, Orioles altered their ballpark some? Can't talk today. That's they they removed, like, 1,500 seats in left field. They felt like they were giving up too many cheap home runs, which may be because you're using a very, very cheap pitching staff because you're too cheap to field a competitive roster. But they moved the fence back in left field. They eliminated, like, 1,500 seats just to push the fence back.
5: Yeah. That's a great ballpark. Camden Yards. I've never it been. I love the it, visuals in San Diego. It changed the ball. Uh, it changed ballpark architecture in a way that it hadn't changed since the early seventies. And we all remember who the leader of that change was, don't we? Don't we? Don't we? Janet Marie Smith. Mississippi State alum, perhaps the most gifted baseball designer, stadium designer, maybe that has ever lived. Sports Talk Mississippi, we will be
13: back.
0: Your home the for only sports. sports. America's music back. for Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Talk. Powered Mississippi. by your three professionals five, four, six, at the rolling street for us. 601-345-89.
18: News. I'm Rich Denison. President Biden says the latest jobs report shows more Americans are working, which he says will ease supply pressures. And that's good news for fighting inflation. It's good news for our economy, and it means that our economy has gone from being on the mend to being on the move. 431,000 jobs were added last month. The Labor Department report shows the unemployment rate falling to 3.6%. The House has again approved legislation to decriminalize marijuana, a move supporters say gets the federal government out of the way of states legalizing pot.
4: Many Republicans, like Georgia's buddy Carter, say descheduling marijuana sends the wrong message.
14: It leads to other, harder drugs.
4: Senate Democrats are pledging a vote, but it likely lacks the 60 votes needed
18: there to advance. Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. America's listening to Fox News.
19: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaways turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaways offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaways is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaways in Gluckstadt on Calvin Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
8: Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaways is.
16: It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Plans to repeal the current state song and replace it with multiple state songs that would be appropriate for all occasions, events, and daily activities are moving forward. Lawmakers chose Steve Azar's One Mississippi as the state's official song for the genre of contemporary music.
13: America's music birthplace, will rock and roll was made out of our gospel and blues and that pure country tune.
16: Azar serves as the state's music and culture ambassador. The song came to life after former Governor Phil Bryant asked him to write something for the state bicentennial in 2016.
8: The goal
9: now is to take it to the take it to the kids and let it be their song that can unify us all because we are one Mississippi, and it's time that we, you know, anytime you can have a, a something that represents being one, I feel like I got it right.
16: The bill is headed to the governor's desk.
2: In
0: Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID 19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because
2: that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the
0: MSWay.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association. That's right.
4: Now you can play Wheel of Fortune practically anywhere. With the Wheel of Fortune scratch-off ticket from the Mississippi Lottery, you can win up to 17 times on a single ticket. The top prize is a cool $100,000. It even has its own second-chance promotional prizes. You can win trips, prizes, and yes, even more cash. Get your Wheel of Fortune scratch-off tickets today and have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
16: Attorney General Lynn Fitch led a bipartisan coalition of 44 attorneys general this week, urging TikTok and Snapchat to give parents the ability to monitor their children's social media usage. Fitch says many social media platforms allow parents to use parental control apps to monitor their children's content, and it's time for TikTok and Snapchat to do the same. Research proves that social media can have a negative impact on the physical, emotional, and mental well-being of children and teens. 43% of tweens and close to 75% of teens were involved in a self-harm or suicidal situation in 2021. Over 68% percent of tweens and 90% of teens encountered nudity or content of a sexual nature. Over 80% of tweens and 94% of teens expressed or experienced violent subject matter or thoughts. MEMA is still assessing the damage from this week's severe weather. At this point, at least nine tornadoes have been confirmed by the National Weather Service, and 32 counties are reporting some sort of damage. Residents that sustain damage are encouraged to file an insurance claim, take pictures, and report the damage through the MEMA self-report tool, which can be found online at msema.org.
1: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Mm, from the flatlands of Mississippi, Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi.
5: With you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalktv.com. You want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us on the CSPRE text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Time to unlimit your data with $45 unlimited only from prepaid by CSPR. Get unlimited on CSPIR's nationwide 5G network for just $45 with auto pay. No credit checks, no hidden fees. Learn more at cspire.com slash prepaid. We're glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. You've got Mississippi State in Arkansas tonight in Fayetteville, and Ole Miss in Kentucky in Lexington. Not a trip that Ole Miss makes every single year. and uh, In fact, I don't remember the last time that Ole Miss was in Lexington. It may have just been a couple of years ago. Brad Henderson. He's the color analyst on the Old Miss Sports Network from Learfield alongside David Kellum. He is in Lexington at Kentucky Proud Park. Paint a little picture for me. What, what's it like there this afternoon, Hindu?
20: Yeah, sun's finally out. Wind's blowing straight out, but it's pretty chilly. It it's, feels like it's probably in the 30s, and obviously – Ooh. With a night game it's going to get cooler, but uh it was it's a, it's a lot better than it was yesterday. I'll say that. Last night's practice was really cold, but uh it's a beautiful day, just going to be a little cool.
5: You know the the old st- Cliff Hagan Stadium where where Kentucky used to play had the reputation of being an absolute launching pad. It had that short porch in right field. Balls jumped out of there. This is a new facility, and it's a really nice facility. It's not as big as some of the other stadiums. They did a good job with it, didn't they? Yeah, they did a tremendous job with it. The, the, the
20: exterior is beautiful. The inside is, is really nice. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's still a little short and right, kind of like Carl Hagan Stadium was. But, uh, you know, with the wind blowing out, I expect some, hopefully some fireworks from the Rebels. But it's all turf other than the mound. And uh, but yeah, it's a it's a beautiful ballpark. I think it seats around four or five thousand. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice place to play this weekend.
5: Brad Henderson, former uh, all, well, he's the all-time hits leader at Ole Miss and uh, former outstanding player for the Rebels, color analyst on the radio. So, what's the temperature for this Ole Miss team? Uh, they obviously win big in the midweek and and probably needed that good feeling. But last weekend was tough. I mean, there's no way around it. It was a hard weekend for Ole Miss last weekend.
8: Yeah,
20: just I think the the, the feeling has been all week, kind of reset. Uh, you, you know, I, I've had a chance to talk to some of the coaches, and and the message was, uh, you know, that's a really good Tennessee team we played. The beauty of it is we don't have to play them again till the SEC tournament or possibly postseason. So uh, you know, we got two months to get better. Uh, but they came into Oxford, and uh, as advertised, they had three really good starters and uh, swung it really well, and, and they were just better than we were. I mean, I, I don't think there's any way of sugarcoating that. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weekend with, to, to kind of start over. We're two and four. And, um, you know, we kind of shook it up on the mound tonight, going to start doing Delusia and, and TBA, TBA the next two days. So I think the sole focus is, is trying to get this Friday win. Is Ole Miss
5: better than they played last weekend?
20: Yeah, I do think we're better. I, I really do. Uh, we, we just didn't swing it. We, we did not put any pressure on Tennessee. And once they jumped up in those first two games like they did, they could kind of sit on cruise control. They could run the bases. They could try and make plays without really having to worry. Uh, but I think it's all a credit to their starting pitching. They just shut us down. And then obviously on Sunday we, we had an opportunity there late. But realistically, Richard, The 25 25 innings to to start that series off was all Tennessee. So Mm. it'll be interesting to see how they do this weekend uh, in Nashville with a big matchup with Vanderbilt. But, uh, you know, I I think they were as good as advertised, and and clearly they took us out of what we do best and uh, really put the heat on us the entire weekend, and we just couldn't overcome it.
5: All right, so you, you brought two different things up. Let's start on the pitching side and, and the shakeup. So so Dylan DeLucia, who when, when you and I were in Orlando a few weeks ago, we saw him in relief and he was outstanding. Uh, probably the best outing of the year. You look at the numbers, and, and they're not great. They don't blow you away, but at times he's looked really, really good. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. Can he go out and set the tone for the weekend on the mound?
20: Yeah, and I think that's why they're going to run him out there. And, and I think the message to the staff this week was, hey, we're going to start dealing on Friday, and he's going to give us what he can give us. And, and when he runs out of gas, we're going to have somebody ready. You know, I, I, I think you may look up in the first, second, third inning of this of this ball game, and there's going to be guys in the bullpen ready to go. And uh, I like that approach. You know, we've said all year – that this, this team is deeper. Now, we're not as top-heavy. We don't have a Gunnar Hoagland or a Doug McCasey, and uh, that, that's the downside to it. But the beauty of it is, you know, if Dylan can give us two, three, four innings, uh, you know, then you look at Elliott, Maddox. I mean, you know, there, there's a whole list of guys that can come in, and, it, and if it's only one time through the lineup, we'll get, we'll get us out one time through the lineup, and then we'll go to somebody else. So, you know, I think the key for it, though, is is we've got to score early and put some pressure on them and the last – allow this staff to kind of relax and, and, and get situated. But, uh, yeah, that that's the game plan with Dylan. Run him out there, there. There's no holding back. Give us what you got. And I think Dylan, you mentioned that how he competed at UCF. He's just going to give you 100% from the get-go, and, and we'll see where it
5: shakes out. Brad, I'm going to play a scenario out for you tonight. Let, let's say that, that DeLuci gives you four innings, and then you go to – you mentioned Hunter Elliott a second ago. Let's say you go to Hunter Elliott after that and he gives you three innings, and, and you're through seven, and you got a 4-5 run lead. Yeah. There, there, There's a scenario where you could hand the ball to Brandon Johnson and say, go finish it and let's get game one. That's right. Or you could roll the dice and just try and get through those final six outs without using Brandon Johnson. That's right. In that scenario, do you start Brandon Johnson in game two? Oh, I don't think that option's
20: off the table. Uh, I think stuff wise, he's our best guy. Obviously, velocity wise, he's our best guy. But then you go back to you still got Derek Diamond. You still got John Gaddis. You know, those guys that have started in the past are now, you know, really free game to, to use where needed. And again, I think it's going to be day by day what it takes to, to get it done. I don't think we're going to just roll a, uh, a reliever out there just to save a guy from starting the next day. If he's going to give us the best chance to win that day's game, that's what we're going to do. So I'm all in, well, for. And, and I, guess, I think
5: it's good. I, I, no, I was just going to say, I guess the reason I ask that is, if, if as you say, he's the best arm, right, velocity stuff, at some point you need to, him to throw innings that matter in SEC play, right? Yeah.
20: No, I, I think that's 100% right. I think the thing with Brandon Johnson that, that – Maybe keeps him from jumping in a starter role. And I'm, I certainly think at some point, if we scuffle, he's going to get that opportunity. I think the luxury of Brandon Johnson is he bounces back as quick or quicker than anybody. So you could run him out there. Let's say that scenario where he comes in and throws two or three innings tonight. He could come back again uh, on the weekend. I don't know if it'd be tomorrow, but he could come back and give you two or three on Sunday as well. And, that that's the difference in Brandon is his arm allows him to bounce back where some other guys don't.
5: All right, the other piece of it, you talked about the offensive approach didn't put pressure on Tennessee last weekend. I think this Kentucky pitching staff is a different animal than than the Tennessee staff that we saw last weekend. With that said, are, are you worried about the confidence of this offense? Who you know everybody's talking about they swing it, they swing it, they swing it. Deepest lineup in the country, all that good stuff. Still no Kevin Graham. Can the offense get going again, or is there some concern that maybe they, they get it, I don't know, in their heads a little bit?
20: No, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think uh, I think last weekend was, uh, again, credit to their pitchers. And, and two, is just, I, I don't think this offense can be shut down again. Uh, you know, I, how many weekends is, is Jacob Gonzalez and, and Peyton Chatagnier not going to have a hit, you know? Uh, so no, I, and again, I think the top of the lineup's got to get going. Uh, we, we kind of go as Jacob goes and, you know, it wasn't that he struck out a lot last weekend. He just, he just didn't barrel many balls up. And, uh, so no, I don't think there's any panic offensively. I, I know they, they had a really good round of BP last night We're, and extremely animated and, uh, I, I didn't feel any sense of urgency. So we'll, we'll see here at 630 how that shakes out. We're going to face a left-hander tonight. So, We'll see how it plays out, but uh, no, I don't think there's a, a sense of panic or urgency from this offense.
5: And, and I guess, Hinda, this is maybe one of the interesting things about baseball. You, you can feel really bad about yourself for a weekend, yeah. and then you go out and you have one or two games where you swing it and all of a sudden you feel great about yourself.
13: Yeah, that's exactly
20: right. You, you just flush it. You know, the thing about it is, Richard,
5: we as fans,
20: we, we probably carry it worse than the players do. Uh, I, I can just remember going back, if we had a bad game, we could certainly, uh, you know, say on a Sunday, we, we'd all hang out, grab something to eat, put it behind us, and the next day was it was a new day. So I, I don't think, uh, I, I think the fans and the media boards and the message boards, you know, they, they talk about it uh, a lot more than the kids
5: We'll see how it shakes out. First pitch uh, coming up, what, in about an hour and 15 minutes, Ole Miss and Kentucky and Lexington. Hindu, as always, thanks for your time. You bet, guys. Brad Henderson, all-time hits leader at Ole Miss, and the uh, co-host, I say co-host, color analyst. I guess he's kind of like David Kellum's co-host. Yeah. Color analyst on the Ole Miss radio network, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Uh, We'll talk about that when we come back.
9: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, just call them at 601-605-4443. Still seeing typical delays on 20 westbound at the stack between 49 and Gallatin as well as 49 southbound at Harper In Brandon, look for heavy congestion at College Street and Government. Otherwise, things looking fairly smooth elsewhere. Buckle up and drive safe. Have a great weekend. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the place to refinance your auto loan, home loan, or apply for low-interest signature loans at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
2: America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,095. And get up the $3,500 over book value for the trip during the spring sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to your retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 33122 22 i got hurt on the field i thought i was done playing sports
0: that all changed after my visit to mississippi sports medicine my super surgeon drew up the perfect game plan it was my recovery and their game plan that proved the game-winning combination 20 physicians seven subspecialties, one
2: focus
5: you mississippi sports medicine and orthopedic center
21: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9pm here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Check this out!
0: <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi Super Talk Mississippi
5: Appreciate Brad Henderson joining us from Lexington, talking some Ole Miss and Kentucky. We're going to get into this uh, Mississippi State-Arkansas series coming up. Hey, Dad, and Robbie did a deep dive on this matchup between Mississippi State and Arkansas, the Thunder and Lightning podcast. If you missed that, you can uh, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. They are free, and uh, they are sometimes entertaining and usually informative. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe usually informative and sometimes entertaining, or some combination therein. Uh, be sure to, uh, to check a, that out. And There's we'll a Venn up.
7: diagram of information, of informative and entertaining. Good podcasts live in the intersection. So why are you outside of either of the two circles? You know what? Like, what, what? What do you know about podcasting, huh? Clearly, clearly, no, no.
5: clearly Nothing. 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 Lineup tonight for Ole Miss. Chatinier leading off. Gonzalez batting second. Bench in center. Elko at first. Burford at third. McCants in right. Alderman DHing. Dunhurst catching. And Leatherwood in right field. You have got to find a way to get Calvin Harris consistent at bats. Got to.
6: If you have to bench somebody, you have to bench somebody. But that dude
5: has to be in your lineup every day. I mean, I know he's been hurt. He doesn't play for a month or three weeks or however long it is and comes back and had, what, four hits and yeah. drove in five or something? You, especially with, uh, we know that this is a talented left-handed, left-handed pitcher.
6: Don't care. I mean, come huh? on. I, I, I mean, come on. You're going to do the righty lefty thing for every position on the field? No. So, why your best hitter so far this season? It, you got to find a way to get him in the lineup every day. Have to. Even if it means a veteran gets benched for a little while who's not producing because he got some of those in this lineup right now. Yeah. That part's true. Got to find a way to get him consistent at bats.
5: So, I mentioned two games last night. You had Auburn win in Baton Rouge in Game One by a final six to five, and you had Georgia come from behind to beat Florida seven to six after Florida took the lead in the uh, in the top of the ninth inning, the Judd Fabian home run, and uh, the Dogs won it seven to six over the Gators last night. And that, by the way, was the game that Hunter Barco started for Florida. That's the game that Florida expects to win in the series. And Georgia did not throw cannon last night, so Georgia's looking at this thing all of a sudden going, hold, hold now, we can get us a series win against the Gators. Here's the rest of what's happening this weekend. Ole Miss at Kentucky, South Carolina at Missouri, Tennessee at Vanderbilt, Texas A&M at Alabama, and, of course, Mississippi State at Arkansas. Quick aside, just real quick, I promise. Mm-hmm.
6: As of four twenty-four on Friday, the field for the Masters was released as of, so 5 Eastern on Friday, and it included Woods, Tiger. Anyway, continue. Mississippi State, Arkansas.
5: Aldrich playing in the Masters. You like apples? Yeah. Yes, sir. He's not going to play in the Par 3, though, is he? He's never played no. in the Par 3. But, I mean, do you want that experience of Charlie on the bag one time in the Par 3 contest? Or is the fact that he and Charlie have played on national television good enough? Yeah, yeah. It, Charlie, it, doesn't, Charlie doesn't need the caddy in the Par 3 contest?
6: No. He's old enough now, anyway. But, yeah, they just released this, uh, this list, and he's on it. Mm, that's pretty awesome.
5: All right, hey, Dad, where are we starting with Mississippi State-Arkansas?
7: Well, first got to wonder if Tiger – oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it feels like I'm going to be saying this a lot for Mississippi State, like almost every weekend, but it's going to be about, you know, high-scoring games because, you know, State's bullpen is just not good. It just has not pitched well this year. Um, Arkansas is a team that can hit the baseball. I mean, they're not – they're not their numbers this year aren't great, but we know they have the big bats in that lineup, and eventually they're going to get going. And it could it could be this weekend against a weak Mississippi State bullpen. But by that same token, State's been hitting the ball pretty well uh, as well. Uh, so I, I expect to see some seven six eight seven kind of uh, results for Mississippi State. You know, Arkansas has that uh their 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 outfield. We were you were talking about Kentucky a minute ago. You know, get balls go out to right there. So guys like Hunter Hines, Kellum Clark. Uh, they could have a big weekend. You need Luke Hancock to start picking it up. James, you know, I talked about James Tanner Hancock. James and Tanner have kind of picked it up a little bit, especially Cam James. Hancock is still lagging behind a little bit. He's hitting two fifty Now, he's he's doing the, the Luke Hancock things. He's getting on base. His on-base percentage is well over four hundred. He's walked 20-plus times this year. He's only struck out five times in 90-plus at-bats. But, he, you know, he's not getting base hits the way he was a season ago. And I know he's – It's one of those things. Like, if he's a good hitter, why don't he hit good? Well, I mean, I I know he's a good hitter. So those guys, you know, if Hank can get going, especially like I said, a left a left hander that that could be good for Mississippi State. And then they're just going to have to get good outings out of their starters because they're not a team that can get fall behind. You know, three four runs, and you got to pull your starter after the third or fourth inning. And unless your offense just really gets going, it's going to be tough to come back because you just can't trust that that bullpen to keep them at whatever they're at. Um, we'll be interested to see if Casey Hunt pitches again. He pitched on uh, on Tuesday up in Memphis for an inning. Uh, I don't know if they would put him in an SEC play because he's got some rust to shake off. So they'll just sort of have to go with the guys they've got. But Preston Johnson, Parker Stinnett, and Kate Smith have have to deliver good outings for the Bulldogs.
5: You guys probably talked about that while I was gone. I mean, it was the first time since we'd seen Casey Hunt since the opening weekend, since right? Since the opening weekend, yeah. And he threw, threw an inning, got a couple outs, and then... Uh, struggled
7: a little bit to, to get out of the inning. But the stuff is definitely good. He's a ninety five plus guy. He just needs to shake the rust off and then he can become a, a little bit more of a weapon. I think I think at this point in the season they would probably like to see him evolve into a bullpen guy and hopefully him and then you know Fristos a guy who has good stuff again but has not been getting guys out yeah. with it. So he had a good stretch against Memphis. I know it's Memphis but he hadn't been getting anybody out. Uh, so hopefully you can carry that into the weekend if you're Mississippi State. What's Arkansas like?
6: I, I was talking to somebody beautiful the other state. day. Yeah, Beautiful state. Uh, a lot of stuff to do. 63 Shout out degrees right sunny right
7: now. Shout out to Wright's Barbecue. Delicious.
6: Have a football coach that resembles their mascot. I mean all of those things. But they're a good team. I, I was listening to the D one guys do their little chat the other day and, and one of them made reference and said, This isn't Arkansas's good, don't get me wrong, but they're not your typical Van Horn Arkansas
7: team. What does that mean? Well, well I mean, you think about last year and how dominant they were, right? They're still ranked number two in the nation this year, but they're not anywhere near as dominant. They don't have the uh they don't have cops there, obviously. Their pitching rotation, you know, they've had to sort of piece it together and they've done it. They've done a good job. I, I, I was talking on the podcast about Connor Nolan. I, I'm old enough to remember when he was Brent Bielema's quarterback of the future. Now he's the Friday night starter for the Arkansas Razorbacks, and and it's been pretty good. Um, some of their big bats are not hitting well this year. Uh, Robert Moore not having a great year. Jalen Battle's not having a great year. Brady Slavens is having a really poor year. Yeah. So they they've got to they've they've got some big weapons that aren't firing on all cylinders right now, which is kinda of scary, right? We've been talking it, about Mississippi State. We've been talking about Mississippi State and like, okay, eventually that team's gonna click and when they do, watch out. The same is true for Arkansas. The difference is they're still winning.
5: And so when they start clicking, watch really, really watch out. Uh looks like about sixty degrees or so at first pitch tonight. And then it's going to cool into the 50s. So really, not not a bad night at all for uh, for baseball in Fayetteville. And this weekend, uh, tomorrow 67, Sunday 72. So really, really good weather there. Uh, you heard earlier, Hindu, just while we we're doing the weather thing, talk about the fact that it is cold in Lexington right now. Say, so come on, man, it's April. It's time to warm up, even in Kentucky. Uh, currently, oh good grief, it's going to get down to 30 tonight. Currently in Lexington, it says 47. It's going to be mid-40s at first pitch. Oh, that's miserable. It's just gross. Uh, High tomorrow, 58. High Sunday, 59. So there you go on your weather. Um, And just comparing numbers, I mean, this is kind of across the course of the season. To your point about Arkansas, 12th best batting average in the league at 278. Mm Mm-hmm. Four points better than Mississippi State at 274. Yeah. Slugging percentage, middle of the pack, on-base percentage, 10th. Not scoring a ton of runs. They're 11th in the SEC in runs scored, 13th in hits so far this year. Just surprises you because of how good that team has been, and it's not a ton of extra base hits either. Ninth in doubles, tied for 11th in triples, and not hitting home runs. Yeah. Ninth in home runs. It's just weird to see an Arkansas team. By the way, Mississippi State is now third in the SEC in home runs. They trail only Tennessee and Florida. 43 long balls this year for Mississippi State. 49 for Florida. A couple more last night. 66
7: about to say, Maybe they can
5: catch Florida. I don't know about Tennessee. No, first place is out of reach for everybody at, uh, at this point. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com.
11: From the seabrookpaint.com weather center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to seabrookpaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 69. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 45. Your Saturday, a beautiful day, mostly sunny, high near 77. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 48. And for your Sunday, picture perfect, sunny skies, high near 78. Why should you trust Coleman-Taylor Transmissions for your transmission repair? If you
3: have an issue, I'm the one you deal with. I have a 4.7 rating on Google. It's about as legitimate as it gets. We've been in that location for 50 years. Our company has been in business for 61 years, 62 years this
14: year. We've had the same phone number since 1970.
4: Needing a transmission repaired is never convenient, but with free towing on major repairs, it's a little bit easier. Call Coleman-Taylor Transmissions today at 601-355-8526 or go to Coleman-Taylor-Jackson-MS
22: John and Rachel Ravenstein. If you're getting married soon, I want to personally invite you to Juniker Jewelry's annual Wedding Ring Festival.
19: It's eight big days, March 25th through Saturday, April 2nd. Come shop the state's largest selection of diamond engagement rings and ultimate wedding bands. by our top designers. They'll be in our store with the latest wedding ring designs for the bride and the groom. Plus,
22: our popular stackable bands and diamond bands that will fit up against
19: any engagement ring. Buy your wedding rings this weekend at Juncker Jewelry's Wedding Ring Festival and enjoy free and inside your rings and free layaway until your wedding with no finance charges. Plus,
22: enjoy 12 months no interest financing for a qualified buyer.
19: This is the Weekend Made for Love, Juniper Jewelry Company's annual wedding ring festival. So bring your honey
22: and your money. It's two big weekends, March 25th through Saturday, April 2nd.
19: Now is the time to buy your wedding rings. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony
0: Parkway in Madison and JuniperJewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer.
16: it's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Plans to repeal the current state song and replace it with multiple state songs that would be appropriate for all occasions, events, and daily activities are moving forward. Lawmakers chose Steve Azar's One Mississippi as the state's official song for the genre of contemporary music.
13: America's music birthplace, will rock in roll made out of our gospel and blues and that pure country tune.
16: Azar serves as the state's music and culture ambassador. The song came to life after former Governor Phil Bryant asked him to write something for the state bicentennial in 2016. The goal
3: now is to take it to the take it to the kids and let it be their song
9: that can unify us all because we are one Mississippi, and it's time that we you know anytime you can have a, a something that represents being one. I feel like I got it right.
16: The bill is headed to the governor's desk.
0: Get the news that matters to Mississippi on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Each weekday starting at 10 a.m., Gerard brings you a spirited debate on the key stories of the day with the newsmakers and powerful reporting on the issues you care about. Listen on your local Supertalk station or anywhere you get Supertalk Mississippi and watch the show live on Ceasefire Channel 70, Supertalk TV, and on the Supertalk Mississippi app. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk
18: Mississippi.
5: You want to line up? Of course you do. Here's what Mississippi State's rolling out in Fayetteville on this Friday night. Jess Davis in center field leading off. Cam James at third, Luke Hancock at first, Logan Tanner catching and hitting cleanup, Hunter Hines the DH, batting fifth, Kellum Clark in right field, Brad Cumbus in left field, R.J. Yeager at second base, Tanner Leggett batting ninth, playing shortstop, Preston Johnson on the mound tonight for the Dogs. Is there anything unique about that lineup? No, and that's State's best lineup in my opinion. Yeah? All right.
7: Uh, that, that, that's that, that's Line the lineup. Up and up. order? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So no qualms? I mean, they would be minor. I, I wouldn't mind, you know, the way Hancock is, is hitting right now, this sounds weird, right, but I'd almost rather him be at the two-hole just because he can move the runner if Jess Davis gets on mm-hmm. or he can get on base himself because he walks and then you could have two on with nobody out for Cam James.
5: So what about this stretch for Mississippi State right now? Three at Arkansas this weekend. By the way, coming into, uh, into this series at three and three in league play.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: Three at Arkansas this weekend. Hosting LSU next weekend. Hosting Auburn the following weekend. Yeah. What does state need to do in the next nine games?
7: And two, they they need they need to sweep auburn which is going to be kind of hard that's a good team they're they're better than uh, auburn can hit time. they can hit uh, that's, that's an issue right We've got a pretty good can, closer they need to you know win one this weekend okay. they need to win two next weekend and then a sweep would allow you to sort of make up for one of those non conference losses even if you just win the series it's fine it's fine but a sweep would be really nice for you next weekend or that weekend and that super bulldog weekend so it should be big crowds. So It'll need give you a lot of momentum. S- you're ahead. saying
5: need to be six and three in the next nine.
7: Oof, uh, when you put it that way, but yes, yes, that that's six and three, five and four at worst, though. I mean, again, just win win one on the road, win your home series. If you're fifteen and fifteen, you're going to the NCAA tournament.
5: Five and four puts you at. No, I can't add. Eight and seven at the turn, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Orky, same question about Ole Miss. This weekend they are at Kentucky. Next weekend they host Alabama. Following weekend they go to South Carolina. Remember, Ole Miss does not have back-to-back home series or back-to-back road series all season long, which I, I don't ever remember that happening this way. It's like there's always a deal where you play back-to-back road series, and then you have back-to-back home weekends. They just alternate all the way through this year. So road, home, Rome, next th- next three weekends: Kentucky, Alabama, South Carolina.
6: I mean, to get back on track, right? Don't you need to get six? Yeah, I mean, you're already two games below 500 in conference play. If, if yeah, if I mean, you're going to host a regional, I mean, you. you in a stretch like this, where it gets more difficult after South Carolina, obviously, uh, with six games in between Mississippi State and Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, you still have to go to Baton Rouge as well. I I think six and three in these next nine conference games are – I mean, they can get you back as well, but I think it's almost kind of necessary. You catch a break with Missouri as well, that'll help a little. But if they're going to host – we've talked about this all week – with how the SEC is going to kind of be a bunch of teams that are like 16, 17 wins in conference play. If you're going to separate, now's the time. Six and three over the next three weeks gets you eight and seven at the halfway point. And you feel really good about that, especially with the series against Missouri. Texas A&M is a winnable series at home. I mean, I know you really struggle in Baton Rouge as a program, but it's not like LSU's invincible. Mm-mm.
5: And let's not kid ourselves. Ole Miss needs to win a series against Mississippi State. Yeah, you do get them at home.
7: Well, State hasn't lost on Oxford since
5: 2015. Yeah, oh, the last oh, yeah two series, never mind what, what recent history has been. or what I'm talking about over the last, what is it, four years? Ole Miss has been brutal against Mississippi State.
7: They need to win a series. I mean, since Mangum arrived, Ole Miss has not beaten, won a series from State.
8: For
6: for some reason, people got like offended by this last year and tried to tell me I was wrong. Remember this? Mississippi State owns Ole Miss lately. Straight up owns them. It's ownership. It's dominance. That's just the truth. It's I dominance. It's,
7: I think it. I could be wrong. I think it's since twenty sixteen. I think it's seventeen to three State. That's ownership. With all, at all, and states won every governor's cup in
5: there. I mean, I'm doing math in my head. Was that yeah, eighty five percent winning percentage, something like that. I mean, state
7: state lost one in sixteen, lost one in eighteen, and lost, lost one, one last, last year. year. Yeah, so all the losses have been in at Diddy Noble. State yeah. swept Ole Miss in seventeen and nineteen in Oxford.
5: Borky, I, I mean, when you start. Saying you need a sweep or you're predicting a sweep, you you get into a kind of a dangerous spot in the SEC because guess what? Kentucky can score runs. Beat Georgia last weekend. They, they, they did too. And hey, you're on the three. road. You're on the road, hey, and it's on the Up road. And, and so I'm not saying this weekend, but but somewhere out of the, Ole Miss needs to win the next three series, and really needs a sweep in one of the three. And again, you get Missouri at home. I
6: mean, yeah, that that I mean, can really do it for you if you can capitalize on that schedule help right there. But,
5: but, but given the fact that you were swept at home, you need to make up for that somewhere with a sweep, whether it's at home or on the road. You, you need to kind of try to balance that out, counter it. Now, again, if you win the three series and you go six and three over the next nine games in conference play, you make the halfway turn with an above five hundred record at eight and seven. And you can manage the second half of the season. There's absolutely a path to sixteen wins in the SEC. But if you manage to get a sweep and you win the other two series somehow, and you manage to go seven and two over the next three weeks, then you're talking about making the turn at nine and six with what you suggested earlier, a series against Mississippi State. You gotta go to Arkansas, you got Missouri at home, you gotta go to L S U, you got A and M at home. You can absolutely get to sixteen, seventeen wins in the league if you do that. But this is an important three-week stretch against teams that, if you take last week out of the equation, where Ole Miss got bombarded by Tennessee, I think most people would have said seven and two is not crazy at all. You're supposed to be these better than nine games.
6: Yeah, you're supposed to be better than all three of these teams you've got. You're supposed
5: to be. And and like, there's the recent bad taste in your mouth. But Ole Miss spent two weeks as the number one team in the country, and I know it doesn't matter in March, and they're the 10th ranked program in all of college baseball right now. Still a pretty good baseball team. They're just not playing real well. And frankly, haven't played very well to this point of the season. Yet they're 17 and 7. Ranked in the top 10 in basically every poll. I think every poll. I, I, I don't know. There are 27 of them. I don't, I don't remember well, all. collegiate of them. baseball, everybody collectively
6: needs to stop referencing collegiate baseball. It's
7: just one old guy. guy. The, it's like the the one 70 year old guy.
6: Yeah. With no disrespect intended. I'm sure it's very hard to run a publication by yourself, but just stick, you know, stick with D1 or pick your publication of choice and just
5: roll with that. Yeah. Who would you guess starts the other two games this weekend? And and I think what Brad Henderson laid out for us a little while ago means this is nothing more than just throwing a name at the wall to see what sticks. I don't know that you can actually predict who starts the next two games because it feels like Ole Miss is going to throw whatever it's got to throw out to try and win game number one, if it's a game that's winnable. But let's say Ole Miss, you know, doesn't, you know, burn six guys in the game tonight. Who's starting game two? Who's starting game three? Diamond on Sunday.
6: Unless he's not healthy. Why would
5: you say not healthy?
6: Oh, I mean, I was surprised to not see him there, honestly. Oh. Because he did give you enough against that offense to warrant another Sunday appearance. Fulvis gets a win tonight. Would you run Derek Diamond out there for game two tomorrow? Maybe that's why the TBA was there.
5: Maybe so. Just because you're not sure, Dylan Delucia is one and zero with a 6.38 ERA. He's got 24 strikeouts and five walks on the season. giving up five home runs, three of which last Sunday. Yeah, or last week, last weekend, <laughs> whenever it was. It just all kinds of kind of runs together at this point. So I asked you guys earlier today when we were uh, when we were kind of looking at all this and talking about it. Would you be surprised if 10 SEC teams? Finish the year somewhere between thirteen and seventeen, and sixteen and fourteen. Yeah. No. because in the especially in the
7: West, man, it's, I just feel like everybody's within each other. Like they just they're just not there's not a whole ton of separation between the best team and the worst team right now.
5: Arkansas five and one on top of the West, and it doesn't feel like they're dominant. Ole Miss and Alabama are both what two and four, and it doesn't feel like either of them are terrible.
7: That's where we are. I mean, it feels like every every weekend when you play a West team, you got a chance to win the series or lose the series.
5: Vorky pointed out Missouri earlier. Missouri won a game against Arkansas last weekend. Yeah. Missouri's better than they have been. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
9: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call them at 601-605-4443. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Still seeing heavy congestion on College Street northbound at Government in Brandon. Back at the stack, only minor delays westbound from 55 north over to Gallatin. And in Madison County, still seeing heavy uh, slowdowns on Highway 22 at 468. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you.
4: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better.
18: Faster. Get ready for Trustmark College Baseball April 5th as Ole Miss challenges the University of Southern Mississippi. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or the Trustmark Park Box Office. Enjoy fun for the whole family. Get your tickets now for both games of the Trustmark College Baseball Series. Trustmark College Baseball featuring Ole Miss versus the University of Southern Mississippi April 5th. And then on April 26th, the Governor's Cup with Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. A Spectrum Event Production.
10: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission,
1: servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE-certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission
19: needs. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice, and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in
1: Richland, 601-607-7876.
10: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi
11: Spring is here at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Join us for our open house Friday and Saturday, April 1st and 2nd. Join us Friday, April 1st with the Makita Driving Innovation Tour Trailer all day and Good Things with Rebecca Turner broadcasting live from 2 to 3 p.m. Then get your hands dirty on Saturday, April the 2nd with Buy One, Get One Bonnie Plants and the Garden Mama Nellie Neal from 8 to 10 a.m. Food fun, door prizes, live music, and great deals can't be beat. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton since 1871. Friday and Saturday, April 1st and 2nd.
4: Hey, sports fans, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling through work zones. For more info, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
18: Come on. Are
0: we going to do this? Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep
8: rolling. Three, two, one.
0: Super Talk Mississippi.
5: dive on SEC baseball, particularly on Miss-Mississippi State in this 4 o'clock hour.
8: Baby, hold on to me.
5: Hey, I told you about some of Arkansas's numbers. 19-4 overall, 15-2 at home this year. They're off to a 5-1 and one start in SEC play. But I think this is kind of what he was pointing to when you look at their uh, numbers. Some of the names that you recognize. Brady Slavens has started 20 of 23 games this year. He's hitting 187. Robert Moore has started 22 games. He's hitting two seventy-two with two home runs. Had 16 home runs last year to lead the team. Michael Turner is their leading hitter at .369. Um, how about this in SEC play? Michael Turner, good player, and is swinging it well kind of across the board. Brady Slavens does not have a hit in five SEC games. He's 0 for 17.
7: I think I hit 14 bombs last year. I mean, he's going to start hitting at some point.
5: He is. Peyton Stovall is an everyday starter. He's hitting 167. Caden Wallace is hitting 231. Robert Moore is starting to heat up a little bit. He's hitting 286 in league play, and he's got eight runs batted in. So that leads Arkansas in RBIs in the SEC. On the mound, Connor Nolan's 1-0. Jackson Wiggins is 2-0. Hagen Smith is 1-0. Those have been their three weekend starters. And Connor Nolan is who Mississippi State will face tonight. Jackson Wiggins, he's an interesting guy. He was out of the bullpen last year. Throws it really, really hard. But kind of at times had some control issues and at times would groove that fastball on the season. 37 strikeouts, 19 walks.
8: Yeah.
7: Wow, a guy who throws really hard. Doesn't have a lot of control. Mississippi State fans won't know anything about that. Hmm.
5: Want to look at uh, the starter numbers for Mississippi State on the year? Sure. Here they are. Um, game one starter Preston Johnson, 2-1, and 3-41 ERA. Five of his six appearances have been starts. 50 strikeouts and 13 walks. Parker Stinnett, 46 strikeouts on the year. That's actually second on the team behind Preston Johnson, but he has one fewer start as well. Parkerson at three and zero, four sixty seven ERA, forty six strikeouts, twenty walks. Then Kate Smith, it's been steady, man. Six starts, four and one, sub three ERA, thirty four innings, thirty five strikeouts, eleven walks. In SEC play, there you go, net ten strikeouts, eleven walks, and eight of those are in one game. He's only got two SEC appearances, right? Yeah.
7: But it's not yeah, it's like it was five and five, or or five and six. It was
5: eight and three. Three and eight, yeah. Yeah. Um Preston Johnson, seventeen strikeouts, just four walks. He's just been solid. Been good. Most used guys out of the bullpen, Cam Teller and Jackson Fristo. They both got four SEC appearances. Brooks Auger has appeared three times. His numbers are good. Yeah. He does have the four walks in league play, but Opponents are hitting 067 against Brooks Auger. Ben,
7: ben State's most reliable reliever thus far.
5: Would you have believed that coming out of the nope, Tulane weekend? No,
7: abso- absolutely not.
5: Which I guess he was good in his first outing against Tulane and then kind of blew up in his second outing. Yeah. So it's kind of uh kind of where you are on the uh, on the numbers front for Mississippi State and for uh for Arkansas. The the SEC numbers. Let's see if I've got them here for Ole Miss. They're rough on the mound in in SEC play overall this season. Ole Miss has a team ERA of four point five two, and they're hitting two ninety nine as a team. In SEC play, Ole Miss is hitting two forty four with a team ERA of eight point eight three. It's hard to win games when you're when you're giving up nine runs per nine innings. You
7: can't win games like that.
5: Nine and, and 52 of 53 runs have been earned. What one place that Ole Miss has turned the page in SEC plays defensively. They've only got four errors in six SEC games. They're filled to hit at a 981 clip. And you remember defense was such an issue earlier this season, but these SEC batting averages are, are tough, right? I mean, TJ McCants started the season on a tear. He's hitting 190 in league play. Dunhurst hitting 200, Chatney hitting 222, Gonzalez hitting 227. Almost only got two guys hitting above 300 in SEC play. Bench at 333 and Elko at 304. Kemp Alderman does have three SEC home runs. So, almost got to get the bats going and they got to be better on the mound. Which is funny, Borky, because earlier in the year we're talking about Ole Miss being really, really good offensively, okay on the mound and struggling defensively. It's turned a little bit. They've been really, really good defensively in the league, not swinging it very well and certainly not pitching it very well. So we'll see how that, uh, that shakes out. Starting, uh, what, Ole Miss first pitch in half an hour? Yeah. Five o'clock hour coming up with you. we got the college football fix, and then we will get to a food Friday presented by Polk's, our friends at Polk's Meet. You, you cut your eyes, hey, Dad. we got some cooking plans? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he says. You want to stay tuned for that coming your way at 520. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, two hours in the books, five o'clock hour on the way in the Pearl River Resort Studios.
0: WFM, Florida, Jackson, Talk Mississippi. Powered by You're your tree professionals talk at Barone Street Pros.
18: Mississippi. Mississippi. Online at, at FM. Fox News, I'm Rich Denison. President Biden today crediting his administration's work on the economy for rising wages. People are making more money. They're finding better jobs. And after decades of being mistreated and paid too little, more and more American workers have real power now to get better wages. Today, a Labor Department report showed 431,000 jobs were added to the economy across the country last month. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says there is plenty of time to put measures in place to avoid a surge of migrants when a Trump-era pandemic policy restricting arrivals at the nation's southern border is lifted late next month.
23: It was always going to be important to have an implementation period, and the timeline reflects that.
18: Republicans say the move will result in an overwhelming number of people attempting to enter the country illegally. America's listening to Fox News. Take a pause.
23: Researchers in the UK are on a mission to retrain racehorses to become therapy animals to help people with disabilities and mental illness. Sue Malloy is with Britain's National Horse Racing Museum.
10: So racehorses when they finish their racing careers and they can finish as young as sort of 3 or 4 years old, they really don't want to be just standing around in fields for the next 20-30 years and they're so versatile that there's, I really believe there's a job for 99% of them.
23: Dr. Joanna Hull of the University of Bristol says there isn't that much information about using racehorses for equine therapy yet and that means a lot of data still has to be gathered
10: about their behavior. We're developing this basically a series of tests that we're hoping to it's a way of getting to know the horse and how they react in different situations so how they react if there's a sudden shock or they see something that they've never seen before. Horse advocates are hoping this
23: study will give these animals a second shot at life. Take pause, chill NATO, Fox News.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you take a look back at the forefront of the pandemic, you'll remember there was both a toilet paper as well as coin shortage. For the former, there are currently no worries there. However, for the latter, there seems to still be a coin shortage.
24: Lisa Lacer explains. A group of trade associations that represents individual businesses, including banks, retail outlets, truck stops, grocery stores, and others, is asking the Treasury Department to convince people to use change to get coins back in circulation. The group says if retailers can't offer change for cash purchases, consumers who rely on cash will be vulnerable. The pandemic disrupted buying habits and moved purchases to debit and credit cards to such an extent that in July 2020, the Fed restricted coin orders by financial institutions. Coin deposit volumes have begun to increase, but businesses say the problem has come up again as people have stuck to using plastic. In
12: Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not long ago, I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community because that's the Mississippi Way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSway.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association.
22: As the 2022 Grammys approach, Kristen Goodwin recently did a deep dive into the most listened to music in America.
21: Google says hip hop is the most searched music genre in the U.S. since 2004, followed by rock and country. Reps also sharing top trends ahead of music's biggest night. Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo are tied with seven nominations each going into the 2022 Grammys. But Google says Billie Eilish has had over two times the search interest of Olivia Rodrigo in the past 90 days in the U.S. First time Grammy nominee ABBA's most searched song of all time is Dancing Queen and is most searched in Sweden. The
22: Grammys will take place on Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and will be broadcasted on CBS. And speaking of the biggest award in music, the Grammy Museum Mississippi was recently named the second best pop culture museum in all of America. Super Talk News, I'm JT Mitchell.
17: Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta.
14: Here in C Spire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where Blazing Fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a super phone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the Internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. The Magnolia State
0: to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check the Are you ready Sports Talk Mississippi.
5: With you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at SuperTalk.FM and SuperTalkTV.com. Thanks as always for being with us. CPR Fest returning to the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi tomorrow. You'll be able to see Three Doors Down, along with Seether, Bad Flower, and many other rock bands all together for one outstanding show tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com or at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum box office. You're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Be sure to check that out tomorrow. We are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit PearlRiverResort.com. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. What a great spot to be this weekend. What a great spot to be this coming Thursday when Sports Talk Mississippi will be live at Dancing Rabbit for round one of the Masters. We'll have a good time with you coming up on Thursday, April the 7th in Philadelphia at Pearl River Resort. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, welcome to the weekend. I just went with an extra syllable. Don't look at me that way. Yeah, I mean, dad! I mean, did
7: Brian Kelly just say my name there or just what happened there? Hey Brian
13: Haydad.
5: Brian Haydad. And now it's Sling Blade, evidently. Good to uh, be with you. Let's do it. Let's pull it out of the ditch. a little college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough F-150, number one selling truck in America for like 300 straight years, or at least 45 straight years. Get behind the wheel of an F-150 today at your local Mississippi Ford. Ford dealers. So let's dive into a little college football today for the college football fix. Um, you want me to tee it up? Yeah, why don't you?
6: So, friend of the program, if you want to call him that, Andy Staples, recently discussed Texas and Oklahoma's move to the SEC and more specifically where Texas belongs in the pecking order of SEC schools. He put them on the same tier as Florida, with a handful of jobs better than Texas. Mm -hmm. And buddy, Texas fans did not like that. A very popular Texas blog called Burnt Orange Nation uh, really took exception to it and said that Texas, when it joins the SEC, will be better than every job in the conference except for maybe Alabama, is what they said. Hubris is kind of the reason why Texas has been such a failure over the last, I don't know, almost two decades. But let's look at it realistically. In reality, when Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, where are they in the pecking order of jobs in the conference?
5: Can I answer this two ways? Sure. They could be... The best program in the SEC, not named Alabama. That could be the best job in the SEC other than Alabama. But currently it's not in the top five. Alabama clearly is better. Georgia is a better job and is a better program. LSU is a better job and is a better program. Now, I have to put an asterisk on LSU as both a better job and as a better program right now. And maybe it's not fair to do that because of but, – but, I mean, the LSU is two years removed from a national championship. Two. Texas is
7: – Seventeen.
5: 2006, yeah, I was doing the math. 2005 season, that's 17 years removed from a national championship. And it's not like Texas has been a whole lot more stable than LSU has been. LSU's a mess, but they're going to be fine. They're going to fix it, and Brian Kelly's a really, really good football coach. So Alabama's a better job. Georgia's a better job. LSU is a better job. I agree that maybe in the same tier as Florida. Here's my question, and boy, this would really rankle the feathers. Oh, Texas fans. Is Texas A and M currently a better job than Texas? I would say
7: yes. Staples ranked them as such. So for this for this one, I, and I brought, Michael, if you said it, and I just missed it. But he he set it up where you had to be able to win a national title to be ranked. So normally he did, he did this a few months back, and he ranked Kentucky as the number one job in America because Stoops can just win eight nine games, seven eight nine games every year, and be the coach forever. So With a lot I like of money. That. And make a lot of money. I like the reasoning there. But for this this particular balance or this particular uh ballot, you had to be a, a a true national championship contender. Okay. I mean, once you add Oklahoma, Texas is behind them as well. Which would make them sixth. At best. Right, yeah. At best.
6: I think so there you go. Texas A and M is currently a better job than Texas. Now, mm-hmm. I, I'm not the, the biggest fan of go ahead. No, right, I
5: just Really hot take here, just for a second. Both Ole Miss and Mississippi State have been closer to a national title in the playoff era than Texas at any point. It's true. Say that out loud. Both Ole Miss and mississippi state have been closer to a national title in the playoff era than the texas longhorns by a fairly significant margin i'm sorry Borky. Did no you, 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 carry on that's not
6: even hot take that's just speaking facts as we know them um I like to poke fun at Texas A&M. It's a weird place, interesting place. No, um, I don't know how Ross Bjork was able to get the job that he currently has. It makes no sense to me, but he's got it. But one thing you can't argue about Texas A&M is at least based on appearances, they are all pulling the rope in the same direction. They are a place with resources that are hard to fathom, including money for NIL deals despite their denials and a talent-rich state with stunning facilities and they are all pulling the rope in the same direction. They all want Jimbo Fisher to be successful and they all will do anything to make Jimbo Fisher successful. Texas, on the other hand, has all of those identical resources. Unfathomable amount of money. And that rope is getting pulled all different ways. There's,
7: There's hubris
6: and worse. Toxicity.
7: There's so, good. They could they could be the number one program in terms of those things, though they'd have to fight with Auburn. Yeah, but they could get there. And so the simple
6: question is: If you're this great program, then why don't you win? It's their own fault, but they don't win. And now you can say, well, what does a And M won? They've been higher profile. They've been more consistent. I promise you, if Kansas went to College Station this year, they wouldn't lose. Texas A&M wouldn't. Texas A&M wouldn't lose. <laughs> I mean, Kevin someone who they fired, was more successful than Texas has been since 2009? And this
5: isn't like pile-on Texas time. Because, I, as I said earlier, I do think Texas is capable of being the second-best program in the SEC and being the second-best job in the SEC. But Sark's got a lot of work to do. And look, Steve Sarkeesian, to the people who were close to him and to his athletics director, Chris Del Conte, who's really good at his job, said internally, guys, this is going to take a minute. Now, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to listen to it. But it does sound like his boss at least was listening. Because Sark laid out the reasons why. It was going to take a minute. He also laid out the plan for how he was going to get Texas back to where Texas fans believe they are, or at least believe they should be. We're going to have to wait and see how long it takes and if he actually gets there. But Texas has got all the money. They got great facilities. They got a great recruiting base. And I think they got a really good head coach. But they're going to have to prove it, right? I mean, you, you can have all of those things, but you still got to go out and win games. Georgia has all, had all of those things forever. And it took them 40 years to get over the hump. Alabama has all of those things. Frankly, everybody in the SEC has all of those things. Everybody's got money, even Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Everybody's got good facilities, even Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, you can take Vanderbilt out of the equation. You can take Missouri out of the equation if you want to. Everybody else, though, cares. It's not like Texas is this, there's this gulf between Texas and everybody else in terms of resources anymore. And it's not like anybody in the SEC is getting any poorer between now and the time that Texas officially becomes a member of the Southeastern Conference. Sports Talk Mississippi, Food Friday, coming up next.
25: This is House Call for Health. Coming on the heels of Sleep Awareness Week, a new study finds long naps could be an early sign of Alzheimer's disease in elderly people. An Alzheimer's Association study finds excessive daytime napping could be a warning sign that people are developing mild cognitive impairment, especially if the behavior is new. Elderly adults who napped at least once a day or more than an hour a day were 40% more likely to develop Alzheimer's than those who did not nap daily or napped less than an hour a day. The new study used. Data gathered over 14 years, which followed over 1,400 people between the ages of 74 and 88. Unusual sleep patterns and insomnia are common issues for people with dementia. Study authors said patients with any changes in sleep patterns should alert their doctors. Findings appear in the journal Alzheimer's and Dementia. For more health news, go to FoxNewsHealth.com. House Call for Health on Lisa Brady. Fox News.
2: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
21: A Chicago businessman who donated free gas around his city makes today's Dean's List. Willie Wilson wanted to help his fellow humans by filling their tanks for free. With $200,000, each vehicle at the participating stations received $50 until all the money was gone. The second gas giveaway is this week, and Willie will donate $1 million worth of gas. 50 gas stations across the city will participate Participate with each station agreeing to lower their gas prices during the event to allow for more families to benefit from Mr. Wilson's generosity. Willie says, The need among the community is so great, and soaring gas prices have caused a hardship for too many of our citizens. I'm confident that with God's help and wisdom, we will get through these tough times together. Willie Wilson, you are amazing. Thank you for your generosity and spreading kindness. Janice Dean, Fox News.
0: From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi.
8: Hey, hey, Mike!
5: I think there's going to be more to talk about on Monday or maybe even Tuesday next week because of what we'll be doing on Monday, baseball-related. But uh, there's an Ole Miss basketball conversation that is uh, is coming in the next few days. Jeff Goodman tweeting that LSU coach Matt McMahon has brought Ole Miss assistant Ronnie Hamilton in to complete his staff. Uh, there is also reporting, I think Neil McCready um I don't know if reported this is the right way to say it, uh, at least alluded to the fact that it looks like Levi Watkins is going to NC State. I, I don't know if that's official out there. It is. Okay, and NC State has announced it. Okay, so Levi Watkins is leaving Kermit Davis' staff to go to NC State, and Ronnie Hamilton is leaving Ole Miss and Kermit Davis' staff to go to LSU. An LSU oh, yeah. program that currently has zero yeah, college scholarship basketball players.
7: LSU has completed its staff. It only needs 11 more guys to complete its roster. So,
5: Looks like one of the guys from Murray State is going to make the transition to LSU with Matt McMahon, but that's it. Good luck. That's it. LSU does not have a scholarship basketball player on roster at this point. Good good thing Matt McMahon got that seven-year contract. Anyway, we'll talk basketball next week. Right now, it's time to talk food, because it is a Food Friday presented by Polk's and Polk's Meat, who reminds you, no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. We are glad to be with you this afternoon. We've got so much to talk about. Brian Haydad, I mentioned a Food Friday earlier, and Haydad's eyes cut to the side, and he kind of had that grin, and I looked up again, and he had the meat sweats. So what is it that you have planned to go on the grill this weekend that has you so giddy at 520 on a Friday afternoon?
7: What, me? Uh, we got a, a big cookout planned uh, for, for Sunday afternoon. Having some folks over, we'll watch the game. Uh, you know, Saturday night, obviously, just keeping it it's pretty simple with pizza and wings for the, the biggest sporting event. You know, one of the biggest sporting events of the year. and I, you know We haven't really talked much about it today, but I'm sure we're all looking forward to WrestleMania, so we'll move on. Where Sunday, is WrestleMania this yeah, year?
6: Yeah, dude, talk your talk. I bring up the Pelicans on this radio show, so I feel oh, like I'll you can bring up WrestleMania on this radio it's show. It's in
7: Dallas. My podcast partner is there. Hmm. Uh, anyway, Sunday. Have you ever been to WrestleMania? I have never been. It's definitely a bucket list kind of thing. Uh, I don't know when I'll go, but I would like to go once. Okay. Uh, Is anyway. there a
5: venue that would be extra special to you for that? No, nah, I mean, I, I would go. just Not the Dome?
7: I, mean, I would love to go just to get a weekend in New Orleans. Oh, nothing else. Um. So we're doing the cookout uh, Sunday.
5: Are you grilling a and, pizza, by the way? Are you, like, ordering pizza? Gonna, no, no, I'm not being flippant. Like like pizza on the grill is a thing. No, no, we're just gonna we're keep it super simple. It's just me and another guy for Saturday.
8: I'm okay. going
7: to a friend's house. Uh maybe maybe two guys, I don't know. Anyway. Sunday. Uh Sunday, I got a bunch of people coming over, and I got some northerners coming over, some Yankees. So we're gonna we're putting together a, a southern style kind of feast here. I'm gonna do Malcolm Reed's Mississippi pork roast. Not not a pot roast, a pork roast. So I'm going to get a pork butt, season it, smoke it, and then wrap it up with the uh, the pork gravy mix and the ranch and the pepperoncinis and all that good stuff and let that get super tender. Okay. Uh, I'm doing a pastalaya, which will, of course, have some Cajun, some Polk's Cajun smoked sausage in it. Okay. I'm doing some boudin on the grill. I'm going to do some bacon-wrapped asparagus wrapped in that Nashville hot bacon that I like so it's spicy. Uh, and my wife is doing some, another one of Malcolm's recipes that we saw, but we're, we're not gonna put it on the grill. We'll just bake them in the oven. But some salted caramel Samoa brownies
5: are happening. That's very exciting. Salted caramel Samoan brownies. Samoa
7: brownies. Like the Girl Scout cookies. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Samoan brownies. What is this? Is a tribute to the rock? No, what would a Samoan... It's got mango in it? I don't know what's happening here. Uh, No, Samoa brownies. So there'll be some caramel, coconut, chocolate. I can't wait. So big, big feast planned. Looking
5: forward to it. I'm excited. I want to share just a a small piece of news that is really cool in the state of Mississippi as it pertains to Polks. Um, There was an official press release last week actually a couple of weeks ago, that Polk's Meat has been purchased. company was sold. But it was sold to Julie Polk Brazil. She has been with Polk's Meat for a long time. And so Polk's will remain a Mississippi company. It will remain a family-owned company. And I love this quote from Julie in the press release. I was never able to know my grandfather, so to be able to continue his dream is one way I can stay connected to him. I feel very blessed to be able to share this exciting experience with my husband and children. It's important to me that my kids know that you must put the work in to reach your goals. One thing that became clear early on was the realization that I was definitely in the minority when it came to being in the meat industry, but that is also part of what has given me the drive to get to this point. We are going to visit with Julie in the uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to talk to her about this journey in Polk's meat. She has worked in every facet of Polk's meat, from marketing and merchandising to somebody who can truly tell you how the sausage is made. And now she is the uh, is the CEO of the company. Uh, has bought it out and really excited about that and uh, we will continue our uh, relationship with Polk's we have so much fun with this on Friday afternoons and look this is that time of year maybe you put the the grills away for the cold season but now whether you're headed to the park the ballpark or just to the back porch make sure that Polk's is part of your uh, part of your plan and I'm not saying that Everything you cook is Polk sausage, because obviously you heard what hey Dad was doing just a second ago. He's going Mississippi pork roast with all the fixings that go along with it. He's doing the pastelaya, and that's where the Cajun's Polk sausage comes into play. Porky, what about you? What's the plan this weekend for Chef Porkyard D? <laughs> Nailed it! You are a father, aren't
6: you? Um... Hello, Dad Joke. Uh, so I've got a bit of a busy weekend, so we'll only really be cooking once, and it's just for the two and a half of us. Uh, I'm going to do burgers, but uh, not just throwing them on a grill with like, pre-made patties and stuff. Mm-hmm. The best burgers are made in a skillet or on a flat top. They are. They cook in their own fat. That's the best way to do it. So I'll keep it simple. Brioche buns and get them toasted also on the skillet using all the leftover stuff behind after you're cooking. It's the best way to do it. Start with bacon. I'll fry up some bacon in a cast iron skillet and then caramelize onions in the bacon fat. Remove those. Cook the burgers that I will uh, dice some onions also and put it in the burger also with an egg. Cook those, both sides remove them. Fry an egg in what's left over, remove it, Toast the buns, put them all together,
5: as good as a burger you can get. That sounds really good. It's a little more intense than when I just throw burgers on the grill and flip yeah. them a couple of times just and pull them it, off, and they're fantastic. You just cook everything in itself. It just, crea- it just creates this flavor profile that you don't get on the grill.
6: Unless could you're smoking I, uh, them, where you get smoky flavor. But I like, was
5: going to say, could, could I offer not a suggestion, just a, uh, a counter to your point? Oh, no, 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 not even a counter. Um, let's just take it a step farther. You've got cast iron, right? A skillet, yes. Yeah, cast iron skillet. What if you get that fire really hot on the grill, and you still cook the burgers in the skillet like you're talking about, but you do mm-hmm. the skillet on the grill so instead of on the, the
6: stove Yeah, see, that that's a good idea.
5: Now you're cooking that's them big in brain that brain fat stuff that right you're there. talking about, but yeah. you're getting the smoke profile too. And then you got room right there on the side. On those grill grates for that smoked sausage that you're going to put on there, that is your appetizer. Hey, yeah, You know we haven't we haven't done big cooking plan this weekend. My wife has a, a friend and her daughter that is coming into town. They got a, a event thing that they're going to. Certainly planning on pulling out the grill tomorrow night. So we got baseball in the afternoon. We can do some grilling, have the radio stuff going on. It's going to be a beautiful day. I think tomorrow might be a big breakfast day. I, I when when we got home from our trip, we were like cupboard bare, and so I got sent to the grocery store, and the only eggs that were left was a twenty four pack of eggs. So I got twenty four eggs in the refrigerator right now. Um, so it, it, tomorrow morning may be a big breakfast day, and you can't do a big breakfast on a Saturday morning without having some pork smoked sausage. And here's the thing. My kids aren't real big on, like, spicy flavors. And so that means I'm the one eating all the Polk's smoked sausage on a on a Saturday morning. Not a bad way to begin the weekend. When you go to your local grocery store and you go to the meat department and you're picking out your products for the weekend, make sure that you find Polk's meat products, whether it's their sausage or their ham or the ham steaks, whatever it is. And if you can't find them, find the manager of the meat department and say, hey, Let's get some Polk's. Mississippi Company, fantastic product. It's going to sell like crazy. And besides, he doesn't accept the narrative. He
0: questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 till 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State, like Supertalk Mississippi News, on air with reports every hour, and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.
13: Fox on check.
0: Do you read the Babylon Bee? Yeah,
15: it's like The Onion with these satirical news often has a bent towards free speech and conservative stances. Twitter has now locked their account, calling one of their tweets hateful conduct. The account is still there, but the Babylon Bee can't actually post unless it deletes a tweet saying that it has awarded its fictitious and facetious Man of the Year award to Rachel Levine, the Assistant U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. Levine was biologically born a male, but is openly transgendered. And once again, here's a demonstration of how social media polices speech and thought while claiming to be the digital town square we should all rely on for our discourse. The Bee's CEO, Seth Dillon, says he's getting notices that his own tweets commenting on the situation are now being reported. The Babylon Bee refuses to delete the tweet. With Fox on Tech, I'm Evan Brown, Fox News.
0: Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Supertalk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm.
18: Securing America. The United States always has an eye on cybersecurity, whether it's private business or the federal government. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby says of potential breaches they see.
6: Our systems get attacked every day.
18: We can't forget the hack of Colonial Pipeline some months ago. And Newberger, Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber, says since that costly breach, they've made progress in protecting digital networks.
25: But there's still so much more we need to do to have the confidence that we've locked our digital doors, particularly for the critical services Americans rely on.
18: Newberger urges several steps to protect systems, multiple factor authentication, data backups, and encryption among other actions. Newberger takes the words of the president when it comes to outlying cyber attacks as offshoots of Vladimir Putin's actions in Ukraine.
25: If Russia conducts disruptive cyber attacks against critical infrastructure, we will be prepared to respond.
18: Grinnell Scott, Fox News.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you take a look back at the forefront of the pandemic, you'll remember there was both a toilet paper as well as coin shortage. For the former, there are currently no worries there. However, for the latter, there seems to still be a coin
24: shortage. Lisa Lacer explains... A group of trade associations that represents individual businesses, including banks, retail outlets, truck stops, grocery stores, and others, is asking the Treasury Department to convince people to use change to get coins back in circulation. The group says if retailers can't offer change for cash purchases, consumers who rely on cash will be vulnerable. The pandemic disrupted buying habits and moved purchases to debit and credit cards to such an extent that in July 2020, the Fed restricted coin orders by financial institutions. Coin deposit volumes have begun to increase, but businesses say the problem has come up again as people have stuck to using plastic.
25: Hey sports fans, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely.
16: So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling through work zones. For more info, follow at DOT on Facebook and Twitter.
5: let the broadcasting of the disturbed
0: continue sports talk mississippi super talk mississippi
5: Where you probably are now, after a uh, fun, as always, Food Friday. Presented by Polk's Richard Cross, Michael Borkey Brian Hayed. couple of segments left with you. Uh, any Eric Church fans in the group? Haydad, that seems right up your alley. Yeah. This
7: thing she talks to angels, right? Wait, that's Pat Green. Like, most...
6: <laughs> Country guys, when he was coming up, he wrote much better music than he does now that he's made it.
7: I've never, I'm sure I've heard an Eric Church song, but I couldn't tell you it was an Eric Church song.
5: Okay. Well, he's a big deal in the country music world. Sure. And he is a North Carolina basketball fan.
8: All right.
5: Went to school at Appalachian State. But big Tar Heel fan. And Borky and I were talking about that. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, you don't know why somebody went to school in a certain place, and it doesn't mean they can't be a fan of somebody else, even a big fan of somebody else. You don't have to have gone to school there to legitimately having been a fan. So earlier this week, Eric Church... Tweeted: I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years, but to have them match up in the Final Four for the first time in history of the NCAA tournament is any sports enthusiast's dream. Eric Church has canceled a concert so that he can go watch Duke and Carolina in the Final Four in New Orleans tomorrow. Announced the cancellation in a message to his supporters explaining that he wants to watch the Tar Heels game on Saturday night so badly that he won't be able to perform in San Antonio. He called, he he himself called the move the most selfish thing he's ever asked of his fans in a statement to them, but implored them to understand because the game just means that much. Fans were not as understanding. And Borky, when you first posed this to me, you were like, can you believe this? But you liked my counter, didn't you?
6: Yeah, because even though he's a multimillionaire, the amount of money he loses on not well, doesn't gain, I should say, on not performing one of his concerts, if you believe Google, is somewhere in the neighborhood of half a million dollars.
5: So you read the story sometimes about the person who paid a stupid amount of money for courtside seats. What was it, like $15,000, $30,000 for that courtside seat for Coach K's final home game? But to watch Duke Carolina play in the Final Four, meeting in the NCAA tournament for the first time ever, Eric Church has said, I'm willing to give up half a million dollars in top-line revenue to be able to watch this game in person. I kind of applaud that. I mean, that's a different level of fandom right there, guys. I don't know what Eric Church's net worth is. My assumption is him not performing this concert in San Antonio is not going to affect whether or not he can put food on the table for his family. Sure, it's going to be a good grossing year when it's all said and done for Eric Church. So, Orky, you love this. Fair or foul? You have a concert that has been scheduled. Tickets have been sold. The expectation is you're going to play and you go, yeah, I'm out. Not because I got a sore throat. Not because I got laryngitis. Not because I got the flu. I'm going to watch Duke in Carolina. Sorry. I'm sorry. Fair or foul, Eric Church?
7: It's fair. It's fair. As long as he's giving refunds, it's fair. He's allowed to say... He could could cancel that concert for any number of reasons. I just don't feel like coming here. You know? I don't want to do it. You know? Yeah, it's fair. Okay. Forky, fair or foul?
6: I understand... The people that are, oh, you're betraying your fans. People made plans. They, I mean, I, I've been to concerts where people are like, oh, I drove 600 miles to be here. It's like, look at the tour schedule. They probably come closer, but people do that. And that stings. However, Eric Church doesn't know his fans anything, Honestly. Doesn't. Well, conversely, they don't owe him anything, they so don't. that has to be a two-way
5: street. So if
6: next time he is supposed to play a show, you don't have to show up again. But, you know, we have got... That's something that I've noticed societally, is we expect other people to like do things for us. Like, they're a servant to us. Mm-hmm. Eric Church's fans may have purchased a plane ticket to go see his show and he canceled. Well, th- that's your fault. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that stinks. I feel bad for you. That sucks. I mean, I I had that feeling a couple weeks ago when I went to go see New Orleans play, and I get the notification walking into the arena, Brandon Ingram's not playing tonight. i was like, well, that's who I wanted to see. But he's a human being. He had a pulled hamstring. He didn't owe me his risking injury to play. Or even if he just sat out because he partied too hard the night before. It's my fault for spending the money on the tickets to possibly see him play. I don't know. We just ask other people to serve us too much.
5: Although, there should be a reasonable expectation that if a certain performer says to you, I'm going to put on a show and you build your plans around that, That uh, they follow through. I mean, so these were some of the Facebook comments. I was so looking forward to Saturday night. My husband finally didn't have to work, and we'd finally get to see a show together. Today we got an email. The show was canceled. My heart sank and wished it would be rescheduled instead of canceled. Uh, He wants to watch a basketball game instead. Eric Church is a clown. He decided the basketball game was more important than his fans. Somebody says, I completely understand. We bought tickets months ago and planned a whole trip around the concert. Live five hours away. We were so disappointed and honestly a bit angry over the reason. But we got tickets to see Jason Aldean and Darius Rucker the same night in San Antonio. I won't waste my money on tickets to Eric Church again. Can't believe he did this to his fans. Perfectly within your rights. They will definitely buy tickets to see Eric Church again. 100%. 100%.
9: Oh, he's coming? All right, let's go.
7: North Carolina makes the college football playoff. He's got a big New Year's show planned.
6: No! Well, that and then the... Well, he hasn't rescheduled. I promise you, I promise you, he will return to that city. I promise. It may not be in this tour, but if people think that like artists, their are booking agents, whoever deals with this. Chooses these cities just like out of nowhere. No, there's a reason that this was a top a stop on the tour because he's got a lot of fans there. He'll go back to them. There's money to be made there. Again, Google said he makes somewhere in the neighborhood, depending on the venue and the tour, four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars a show.
7: Let's also it, it, he'll mention, be back by the way. That I just looked this up. Church has announced that he is holding a free concert in San Antonio in in September as a way to make it up to people. so Good for him. I I bet old Bessie Sue or whoever that was will be at that concert.
5: Maybe your uh, husband's got enough time to plan also some time off.
8: Yeah.
7: Just go to dinner. It'll be nice.
5: Uh, Let's see here. Sports, Trump, everything. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I missed the message before. Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. What about the people that made a date for the concert? Could be a relationship game-breaker. I mean, I'll just put it this way.
7: If Mississippi State was in the Final Four and my anniversary was April 2nd, we better go to lunch because we're not going to be doing anything when that game's on.
5: Uh, let's see here. Celebrities, they're just like us, man. Sure huh. they are.
7: Have you never taken a day off work to watch a, a sporting event? I have.
5: You've taken days off to watch regular season EPL matches. I have. It's a sporting event. Yes. Uh, going back to uh, Borky's plan, I will have to try that. I have a four burner Blackstone that I cook on all the time. Breakfast every Saturday morning. There you go. There you go. It's beautiful. It's gonna be a beautiful Saturday morning. Also, a little, little cold. Get that griddle going though. You can warm yourself up. Be a hero at home. Saturday morning on the uh, on the Blackstone. That is some good eating. eggs, bacon, even fried biscuits. Doesn't sound Ash terrible. Browns. Hash browns. Hash browns. Don't forget those. Don't forget that Polk's Cajun sausage either. Darn right. All right, we'll put a bow on it when we come back. We'll wrap up the Friday edition of Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borkin, and Brian Dad. I'm Richard Cross.
2: Take a
14: pause.
23: Researchers in the UK are on a mission to retrain racehorses to become therapy animals to help people with disabilities and mental illness. Sue Malloy is with Britain's National Horse Racing Museum.
10: So racehorses, when they finish their racing careers, and they can finish as young as sort of three or four years old, they really don't want to be just standing around in fields for the next 20, 30 years. And they're so versatile that there's, I really believe, there's a job for 99% of them.
23: Dr. Joanna Hockenhall of the U- University of Bristol says there isn't that much information about using racehorses for equine therapy yet and that means a lot of data still has to be gathered about
10: their behavior. We're developing this basically a series of tests that we're hoping to, it's a way of getting to know the horse and how they react in different situations so how they react if
23: there's a sudden shock or they see something that they've never seen before. Horse advocates are hoping this study will give these animals a second shot at life. Take pause NATO, Fox News
0: you know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
25: This is House Call for Health. Coming on the heels of Sleep Awareness Week, a new study finds long naps could be an early sign of Alzheimer's disease in elderly people. An Alzheimer's Association study finds excessive daytime napping could be a warning sign that people are developing mild cognitive impairment, especially if the behavior is new. Elderly adults who napped at least once a day or more than an hour a day were 40% more likely to develop Alzheimer's than those who did not nap daily or napped less than an hour a day. The new study used data gathered over 14 years, which followed over 1,400 people between the ages of 74 and 88. Unusual sleep patterns and insomnia are common issues for people with dementia. Study authors said patients with any changes in sleep patterns should alert their doctors. Findings appear in the journal Alzheimer's and dementia. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, Lisa Brady, Fox News
0: the magnolia state to the world you are listening to super talk mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm sports talk mississippi here's more (laughs) super talk mississippi
5: Time with you on this Friday afternoon. Mississippi State and Arkansas get started with baseball activity. About 10 minutes from right now, Ole Miss and Kentucky are in the second inning. Rebels scored a run in the top of the first. Got an RBI single from Tim Elko to score Jacob Gonzalez. Kentucky had a couple of base runners in the bottom of the first inning. But uh, Delucia got a ground out to finish off the inning, so it's 1-0 nothing. With the rebels batting one out in the uh, in the second, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Hayden. All right, uh, final four games tomorrow. You got uh, in the first game, Villanova and Kansas, and then Duke and Carolina in the nightcap tomorrow. Level of excitement. You, you fired up for the final four tomorrow. Is it on your radar? Is it important to you? It's like third. Third tomorrow?
7: Yeah. Behind? Well, State and Arkansas play at 630, so I'll have to watch that. And then uh, WrestleMania.
5: I thought WrestleMania was Sunday. It's a two-day event. It's like the undercard and then the main event? No, they got main events both nights. Is Saturday, Saturday as good as Sunday. I would say that I
7: think Saturday, it could be better than Sunday. Sunday has the biggest match of the weekend, though.
5: But traditionally, Sunday is the big night at WrestleMania, right? Normally, it used to just be on Sunday, but now they do two nights. Because it's a cash cow.
7: Exactly.
5: I guess instead of selling 100,000 tickets, you can sell 200,000 tickets, and probably it makes sense to do that. There you go. The opportunity presents itself. Borky, what's your level of excitement?
6: It'll probably change once it comes time, but right now, uh, of all the things that I'm looking forward to this weekend, watching these two games tomorrow is not priority. Yeah. And it'll—I mean, once they come on, I'll sit down and I'll lock in and I'll watch every dribble because it's the Final Four. It's the Final Four. What else needs to be said? The the Coach K storyline doesn't grab me like it does other people. I know he's a legend. All that stuff, that's great. The retirement tour thing is really off-putting to me. I, I admire guys that like Bruce Arians that decide, "Hey, I'm done," or his counterpart, Roy Williams. You know, "Hey, this was my last year. I'm done. Good luck, go Coach Davis." I, I always found it odd. I, I've and all of us have been saturated with Coach K retirement stuff for a year. So now that it's almost here, I mean, we've talked about it. We've heard about it the entire season. So why does it matter now?
5: You know what was interesting? I was listening to a um, to a show this morning and Chris Patola was on there. Chris Patola is Mike Sheshewski's son in law. And uh, there was a question about the you know, the retirement tour, whatnot, and he's like, Look, I'm on the record. I thought the, the retirement tour was a bad idea. And, and I let that be known, and obviously they decided to go a different route with it. But he said, but I was against it, not because I didn't think Coach K deserved that, but I knew how fans would react to it, and I think I was proven right.
6: Oh, Thanksgiving is going to be tough for that guy.
5: He'll be all right.
6: I guess. I mean, K probably already hates him.
5: <laughs> he used to be on K's staff. He used to be. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I, I'll lock in. I mean, he is a
6: legend. That's the. Um, I don't particularly like LeBron James. In fact, I think that his persona is bad for the sport. But he is one of the greatest to ever play, and my team plays his tonight. And I'm looking forward to watching him play basketball, even at his age with a gimpy ankle, because he's one of the best. I can't stand the guy, but he's one of the best to ever live. So I will appreciate getting to see him play just like. I think Coach K is a narcissist at best, but he's one of the greatest to ever live. So I will sit down and watch him and appreciate that I got to see, hopefully, his final game
5: on Saturday. Oh, so you are cheering for Carolina? Absolutely, yes. You want to see him lose in the story to end? Yes, absolutely, I do. But You're, you're, you're not looking for car- Mike Krzyzewski to be carried off in a like an emperor's chair on Monday night? Not looking forward to that. It feels like that's going to happen. I don't want it to.
6: But either way, I I can put that aside and appreciate greatness because
5: he is great. He certainly is. Five national championships, trying to win a sixth at Duke in uh, his final couple of games. Got to get past North Carolina. They boat raced Carolina in Chapel Hill, and then they got boat raced at home in the final home game at Cameron Of uh, of Mike Shosteffsky's career, so we'll see how the rubber match plays out. Should be a pretty good sports weekend, right? You got uh, you got plenty of SEC baseball. You got the Final Four. You got WrestleMania, I guess. Got the last golf tournament. Uh, They're playing the Valero this week before you roll into Augusta for a tradition unlike any other. Greatest week of the year for Jim Nance coming up starts uh, starts tomorrow. I guess the best eight days of the year. Jim Nance goes final four, takes a day off, national championship game, jumps on a jet, heads to Augusta for the weekend. Thanks for being with us. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Have a great weekend.